Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, the Sunday League Show, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Searching for players? Searching for clubs? Find players and clubs near you right now on MatchHark. Playing football could never be easier. Download MatchHark on Google Play or visit our website at matchhark.com. Truly a great match. MatchHark. Keep it simple. Get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Welcome to Selk Grassroots, the podcast network that brings you the Sunday League Show. This is the Sunday League Show, where we'll be bringing you all the news, reviews and interviews from Westfa, the OBD SFL, Southern Sunday and the Quota Municipal Sunday Football League. This podcast and all of our podcasts are sponsored by the Down to Play app, Match Arc, Magpie Recruitment, Skipper Sportswear, at NJPGD, Borden Sports Youth, Grassroots Football, GRF, Awards FC, and A-Rush Laser Tag. Our charity 11 team is sponsored by Player Packs, Borden Sports Stop Bullying Campaign, Black Eagle Athlete, Arithmetic Accountants, and our shirt sponsors, front of shirt sponsor, is at NJPGD. Let's get on with it. Welcome to Silk Grassroots, the podcast network that brings you the Sunday League Show. This is the Sunday League Show, episode 41. This is our Southern Sunday end of season review with for the last time in the 22-23 season Sir Graham Rodber. Sir Graham how the devil are you? Oh I just loved it when you just said review show that's it last one of the season it's the end oh that gave me a little smile no, I'm all right no, how are you? This doesn't feel like a job sometimes most of the time but it's a hell of a relief knowing that these are our last shows and we can we can get some, do some of our paid work during <laughs> during Mondays to Friday daytimes. Uh, it's such a relief to have five days to do our work now, isn't it? I know that's that's a that's a bit of a novelty. I think going forward, right? Um, no, I mean, although today we are recording, I'm going to say outside of office hours in case any of our employers are listening. Oh, I mean that's fine. Anyway, it doesn't but doesn't bother me. Um, yeah, no, it's good. It's good to. I think it's good. It's a bit like the AGM, you know, you do that bit where you kind of, a lot of it, you're planning and you're looking forward to next season, but there is that bit when you're kind of giving out the trophies and the awards and stuff. There is that moment where, you know, you take that pride and and you're reflecting on, Mm. you know, what a successful season it turned out to be in the end. But as you know, my bulletin notes said at at the weekend, I mean, it's as hard a season for me, if not harder in some respects than essentially when we were in the COVID times, because in the COVID times, a lot of the decisions were kind of taken out of your hands. But I think, you know, some of the difficulties that we've had this year, particularly in charge of fixtures or in relation to fixtures, I think whilst some of that is obviously influenced by weather, I think there's been many occasions right from the beginning of the season, starting late, teams not starting early, requesting too many weeks off, too many county cups, not playing on Easter Sunday, um, you know, not getting games in before pitches come up in at Easter time. There's all that that is in the control of clubs. 
And, you know, at times clubs have not really made it easy for me or for other clubs or themselves. So I think, you know, we have to just do a little bit of reflection and a little bit of learning, Andrew, really, to be honest. And um, anyone that wants to make the same mistakes that they made this year, next year, um, I'm just going to have to look elsewhere, really, because uh, there's there's a lot that I'm not going to entertain, really, because I'm not prepared to have the stress and the anxiety and worry of playing cup semi-finals in May and organising cup finals at less than a week's notice. It's just mm. not acceptable, really. So a lot of lessons to be learned, but nonetheless, we got it done with the extra cup competition as well. We got it done. It's been a successful season. I think the right winners have obviously been the right winners. We'll we'll talk about that as we go. Um, but yeah, a lot of immense pride, really, and satisfaction that it, you know, it was really sticky at times, really sticky, but... You know, we we got through and and I think it's about leadership, Andrew. I think it's about leadership and, you know, taking ownership and taking control. And um, I think it's about people having a trust. And, you know, I've been doing this a long time. You know, just trust me with the fixtures. You know, I know what I'm doing. If I say that we're going to get the games in and we're going to get the season done, then, yeah, it's going to happen. But, yeah, teams have just got to do their bit and work with me a bit more, I think. Let's hope that happens in, in uh, season 23, 24. Let's have a look at all the results from the last uh, seven days. I'm going to say, or just over the last seven days, because we have some, we've had some massive fixtures uh, since the last podcast and back on the 23rd of May, last Tuesday, uh, Val County three, Wimbledon Wolves nil. Uh, and we'll have a look at the league tables and review all of those in the next um, section of this uh, special Southern Sunday edition uh, of the Sunday League show. Uh, but that is a massive, massive three points for the Vale County boys, uh, as I say. In the Marcus Lipton Cup, um, not sure how much of a cup set this would have been um, had the result been reversed. But South City finally taste defeat. Uh, sadly for them, uh, in the ultimate uh, game of their season, uh, in the Silk Grassroots Marcus Lipton Cup, swag beating the South City boys 2-1. Um, a massive result for Swag. Make no bones about that. Um, they would have known all about South City. They would have been wary of the potential banana skin or potential cup set that could have happened in this one. But they avoided it and got the win. What a massive result for the Swag boys. Mm, massive result, massive occasion, massive competition. Um oh. I run out of things to say about the Marcus Lipton Cup and it just left the entertainment again in the till the final and it, it just didn't disappoint. And I have to I have to give both teams a lot of credit, really. You know, they contributed to what was a, a brilliant final. You know, thank you to everybody that come down here. It was the, our best supported cup final for a long time and everybody just loved going to Sutton United. We had a brilliant, brilliant atmosphere. Um South City straight out the traps, you know, they dominated much of that first half and, you know, they got an early goal with sort of five or six minutes and you're thinking, okay, here we go. Are they going to go on, score a second and and essentially do what they've done all season, which is put the opposition to the sword and, you know, Swag got a free kick right on half time, Andrew, in the stoppage time. Come, I think, from the right hand side, swung in. Um, uh, Elliot Harsity, the, the captain for Swag, you know, nods it past the goalkeeper and all of a sudden, out of not a lot created, I have to be honest, it's 1-1 and you're thinking, right, OK, 1-1 at the break, you know, what's mm. going to happen second half? And I have to be honest, Swag just came out, different team, it was like roles reversed, really, to be honest. 
and um, you know about fifteen minutes to you know they they got they got the winner, but you know that's not to say that South City didn't push and that they didn't have chances and you know they had their chances in even in stoppage time and you know they lost a couple of players to a couple of red cards as well. One of them a bit silly for a sort of a kick out. Um, the other one, the, the captain Luke, he goes for um, goalkeepers up. Ball then gets paid over the top, and he's kind of kind of the, the swag forwards running clear, and you know he just trips him for a dog so, which I think any of us would have done that professional foul, and that's yeah. deep deep in the stoppage time, and you know you make that decision because you think you know there still might be one or two minutes left, and you know we still might have a chance at at um, you know two one down, so you know. There's no criticism of me to him or, or anybody else criticising him. He did what he had to do because the goalkeeper mm. was up. And in cup finals, it, it's shit or bust, isn't it? It's um, yep. You have to leave it all out there. And he thought that was a gamble worth taking. I probably would have taken the same gamble. And, um, you know, just run out of time in the end. But, I mean, I have to say, brilliant occasion. Um, just summed up everything that has just been so fantastic about that competition, not only this year, but, you know, for the last, for the last couple of years. So yeah, brilliant. Really, really enjoyed it. And thank you to both teams and all the supporters and actually, you know, shout out to a lot of the other clubs, Andrew, who, you know, I put out a rallying SOS and said, look, come down, give it a good atmosphere. Let's make this a real final to celebrate for the league and actually fair play to many, many of the other clubs who came down. And I've had so many messages afterwards to say, Really, really liked how you organised the cup final. We'd like a bit of that. We want to get to a cup final next year. So, uh, yeah, whether you see teams, if they're not doing so well in the league, put their eggs in kind of one basket and start to go after the cup competitions. If they do, they do. And uh, there's a lot of teams you can see that are disappointed, you know, that they've not necessarily had the best success in the league and they've missed out on cup finals where they thought that cup finals were a bit of a possibility. So we'll, mm. we'll see whether that changes next year. And, uh, you know, all of the cup competitions in their own right, have all been special to be honest, but that, that Marcus Lipton cup has just been a, a, just a tournament on its own. It's just been unbelievable. Yeah. It's, it's, it's stood, uh, as the, as one of the, well, in my opinion, this season, the best cup that we've covered, uh, on, uh, the Sunday league show. Not That's an accolade and a half. That is blindly well, coming you from know. you. That's I know you're a bit biased because you've got the sponsorship, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, it's just been uh, just 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 been unpredictable from round one. Yeah. It's been crazy. Um, you look at the the Plumsey Cup. I like because from Westford because it's open to everybody. Uh, but as an as a a league cup, um, yeah, you got to give a shout out to the Marcus Lipton Cup and the and the teams that took part in it this season. Uh, the cup sets the. The trials, the tribulations, the the tears, the the smiles, and and obviously culminating with uh, the best um, cup final venue, uh, a league team cup final venue. Don't forget uh, a football league team. Uh, it just all uh, makes for such a brilliant cup final. I'm gutted that I couldn't have been. I couldn't have been there. Family stuff. Uh, always gets in the way of anything fun, doesn't it? So, <laughs> but ne- next year, next year, hopefully. Uh, we won't have such a torrid time weather-wise and everything will be planned and, and we'll be able to react more um, to uh, a date and and, it, and hopefully it won't be a Tuesday. Tuesdays are the worst days. Well, that's been noted. But yeah, there, there was nothing I could do this year. I mean, just no, no, to no. Secure, I, I know you're not having a go, but just to no. secure that ground, I mean, you know, both teams were just so grateful for the fact that, that that we'd secured it. It was just that, as you say, just that experience of playing on grass at a league ground with just yeah. unbelievable facilities. I mean, 
it really did feel like an occasion. And actually, Andrew, if you go back, look at what that semi-final lineup was as well. I mean, my God, if we get that again or anything that's half as good as that, we're in for a treat next time. I mean, when when would you think that you would get a semi-final lineup like that? I mean, it was... And they could have gone either way and the final could have gone either way. It was just... Always on a on a on a on a coin's edge, on the flip of a coin, it was just going to go like one way or the other, and you just got like one nil and one nil in the semi final. I mean, when do you see two semi finals like that as well? Mm. It's mm. It, it's. I know we keep waxing lyrical, but I, I can't ever, to be honest, be getting bored with talking about the Marcus Lipton Cup because I think for me, I think that occasion just summed up everything that is so fantastic about this league. To be honest, agreed. Into. Uh, the next set of fixtures for Thursday, the 25th of May, um, the most important day of the year, uh, whilst I was celebrating my 40th birthday uh, on Thursday. I've got to say, by the way, obviously the viewers, I think, or the listeners know that we record over Zoom. You still don't look a day over 39, I've got to say. <laughs> well, thank you so much. After um, a heavy weekend um, and some a bad couple of days at the beginning of the week, I'm feeling more 50 than 40 already. <laughs> um, but yeah. You're uh, only slightly older than me. You're only about a year older than me. So um, if I can hack it, then I'm sure you can hack it. But yeah. I look forward to your advice sort of, you know, this time next year of um, how to yeah. navigate how to navigate 40. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully I'll get to 41. Um, <laughs> Celeste win 6-2 against Brixton Town. Um, was that the result that tipped the, was, that tipped the scales for, their, for the League One title? Graham? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was one on that game. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, Sellers knew the job that they had to go out and do, and congratulations to them on um, securing the title. And actually, for all of the work that they've put in in order to complete their season, I mean, they were getting criticised. They were getting knocked. I don't think you can knock them or criticise them for wanting to go to win every competition that they were in. They didn't make it the league's problem. They made it their problem, and they went out of their way, well out of their way as did some of the other teams who were very flexible and played them. They went out of their way and got the fixtures played. So for me, anyone that's knocking sellers from outside, I think needs to give their head a wobble, seriously, because I think what they've done to get those games in, I just think it's a phenomenal achievement. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, and Brixton Town obviously <laughs> turned up and took their took their beating, basically, and a great result for Sellers. Um, They will be playing in a higher division. Next season, no two ways about it. And to, on to Sunday, and not too much to celebrate on there was Sunday. More, there was more not played than played, I think. Yeah, it looks it looks. They're that on the way. beach. They're all on the beach, apparently. What it looks like is that some of the teams have decided on a bank holiday weekend again that they can't play. It seems to decimate um, the Southern Sunday uh, fixtures list or results list on a bank holiday. Um so let's have a look at all of the, the results. We'll only read out um, the games that were played. Anything else that was meant to be played, just assume that a walkover happened. But um, the Prem, Westminster Wanderers lost 2-1 to Clapham Rovers, who end their season particularly well. Again, we'll review the tables in the next section. Uh, the other game in the Prem was a walkover for Swag, who finished the season second and with the Marcus Lipton Cup in their trophy cabinet well done to swag that that ends a fantastic season for them will will be talking uh, about swag as one of the contenders for team of the season tune in in the next section uh and it's up in the match arc tony eldridge championship uh london ravens 
give Bath Old Boys a walkover. Uh, London Ravens gaffer leaving the club, and obviously um, they've decided to call the club call it a day um, a, a week early. Um, and obviously they'll be regrouping and rebuilding over the summer. Uh, in the Bob Dixon League One, Sellers we didn't have to play on Sunday after um, beating Brixton Town in the week. They got a win against a barking mad uh, team who have gone down now, Graham, I believe. That's true, yeah. Um, they relegated themselves on a walkover, a bit of a daft thing to do. And that's the second time that's happened this season because I believe I'm right in saying Lazio did the same thing. Yeah. Uh, other results in League One. Uh, Brixton Town got a win against Wimbledon Wolves via a walkover. I'm not sure that would really uh, make them feel much better about that uh, thumping during the week, but nonetheless, we move on. Uh, in Vulture Sports League 2, a game was played. Hampton Terriers met St Andrews, uh, and this was the top two going into this last game of the season. Uh, St Andrews won 3-1, and they lift the League 2 title. Um, longest wait come late, longest wait of the season, really waiting for St Andrews to get their games played, uh, Sellers to get their games played. But both have ended up achieving what we expected them to do uh, and lift their respective league titles, Graham. Uh, but Hampton Terriers deserve a hell of a lot of credit. A promoted team themselves, not the winners of League Three last season, um, but they have acquitted themselves brilliantly. Uh, and nice to see. Um, some familiar faces uh, from the celebrity world um, celebrating Hampton Terriers being promoted. This oh, I must have I must have missed that. Who was the celebrity? I, I can't I can't remember her name now. What what is her name? The boxing talk. Sport. I don't look at um, is he's on Instagram. I don't look at Instagram, so um, yeah, you might be one her. step ahead of me there. That's unusual I for know, me not to know what's going on. I'll know her name. I know I'll know her name. I, I probably would never have heard of her head. to be honest, and that's no disrespect. Laura Woods. Oh, she's the lady on Talk Sport, isn't she? Who, does That's she support, it, yeah. Is she an Arsenal supporter? Some Something mad like I that. I think she has rounds with Jamie. Okay, right. She has rounds with Jamie O'Hara all the time about That's Arsenal it. kind of versus Tottenham. Yeah. I don't like yeah. trash sport. Sorry, Talk Sport. <laughs> well, Laura Woods obviously has good taste if she likes the Terriers. Um, but St. Andrews get the win on the weekend. Oh, well, fair enough. They lift, they lift the Vulture Sports League too. Yeah, and you know what? Fair play to them because nobody would have picked them to be in the promotion shake-up. I think people would have probably gone with Harbour over them, but actually um, they turned that on its head a little bit. I think for them to do what they've done with St Andrews in that division, I think they've had a tremendous time of it. But we'll obviously look at that in more detail when we look at the tables. But yeah, fair play, Hampton. Great season. Has been a good season. They're going to miss out on the uh, team of the season chat. Uh, I know we'll, we'll explain reasons and we'll explain the method when we get there um but trophies equals nominations i believe is is the way forward uh, no spoilers in league 5 ballon badgers uh, have gone into their set they didn't want to play um, it's the best clap, set <laughs> clap and wanderers the thing is the fulham win. had played their the home their last home game the weekend before so you know even, even billy wasn't around this weekend so you know you can kind of understand the decision but not great uh, yeah, those badgers. Yeah, they've gone. They went into hiding. Definitely. Uh, St. Matthew's Project Firsts. There's a trademark high scoring game that they're involved in. But this week they lose to Sport in London 3-2. A good win for Sport in London, Graham. 
Yeah, I mean, actually, um, they were under no real then pressure to come win that game. They preserved their League 5 status the week before. But uh, yeah, for them in the end to go and win that game and then take the... Um, 3-3 draw with Ballon Badgers the week before. That was, um, you know, four points from, from six. And it looked like they were looking over their shoulders and Northcote were going to put them under a bit of pressure at one point or, or Mitchum. Um, but in the end, obviously, it didn't happen. And those four points that they got in those last two games were enough to get them over the line as Northcote and Mitchum both finished on on uh, 13 points each. So the four points that they got were the four points that they needed. And, you know, they're comfortably clear of it in the end. So well done to Sport in London. They didn't panic, knew knew the job, knew what they had to go out and do, and they executed it superbly. So, uh, yeah, you can only offer them um, your congratulations. Absolutely. Well done to Sport in London. Uh, in League Six, the job done here a very long time ago. Uh, the formidable South City picked themselves up, dusted themselves off, and went again on Sunday to fulfil their fixtures. Uh, they played AFC Putney 11, uh, made to work for it. Um, I'm guessing uh, tag the towel between their legs turning up on, on Sunday and wanting to win the game uh, to end the season on a high. Yeah. Well done, South City. Six I think that's three. a good thing. Yeah, I think that's a good thing. That's a tennis set, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's yeah, one break. Putney, that's one break. Putney obviously making a good show of themselves. Not many teams uh, have put three against um, South City. Not many teams that play um, way higher than League Six have managed that this season. Um, but South City getting the job done. They need that. They needed that win. They need to end the season with a positive. Um, you do feel like they'll regroup over the summer uh, and come back a, wound, um, a, a wounded animal. And, and what a talented side to have the bit between their teeth coming back for season 23-24, Graham. Yeah, no, I agree. And there's another element, of course, with the suspensions. That's a game now served, obviously, because suspensions carry over to next season. So they'll be well grateful for the fact that it was a nothing game and that now counts as a competitive fixture towards the suspensions. So um, that's another tick box, really. Um, but yeah, no, well done to both sides for, you know, for getting their season and actually giving us a complete, you know, League Six table, because obviously we've not been able to complete all of the other divisions, but that's a full, fully completed division. So I like it when all the games are played. It, it just looks good. Yeah. Brilliant. Well done to uh, AFC, Put uh, AFC Putney um, and well done South City for getting a good uh, win. But that's a good show of themselves for Putney. That's an impressive result, um, even though they lost. Uh, into League 7, Syndicate 5, Egg Fried Roos 4. Graham, I can't remember the last time we saw Egg Fried Roos kick a ball. It's been it's felt like a long time for them. Uh, so obviously wait until the last day of the season. This can't be helped, um, but their good form comes to an end. They're better. 2023 form than 2022 for sure comes to an end. Uh, 5-4 loss at the hands of Syndicate, who have probably been waiting for a win for themselves for quite a while. Yeah, I thought that was quite an interesting one, that one, uh, to be honest. Um, both finished fourth and fifth uh, in the table, respectively, which I think is a decent season for Egg Fried Roost without any question or whatever way you look at it. I think that's an unbelievable achievement to finish fourth. And yeah, you would have had them down as kind of relegation favourites, perhaps, at the beginning of the season. And uh, they've done everything that they can in order to prove people otherwise. And I think they've got the bit between their teeth now. I think they're a bit more confident. They know a little bit more of what it it's about. I mean, they had a horrendous, horrendous start to the season. Horrendous start to the season. Mm. You know, they didn't panic. They didn't chuck the towel in. They got on with it. 
I think they must have they must have improved in terms of um, getting one or two in. They must have done um, because their results for the second half season for sure uh, did turn round. But um, yeah, I mean, even I think last season they were even struggling to score goals. They managed to get fifty two on the board, which I think is the third highest in the division. Sadly for those for them, they conceded fifty five though. But yeah, um, they'll take that. I'm sure they'll take that. Um, what was it? Seven wins in the end out of eighteen. That's a great season. Very good season. Well done, chaps. Into League Nine. Sadly, uh, this is a good little game this time in terms against SW Lions, and I'd like to have seen this one. Me too. Uh, played because we, this is a close contest. Time in terms of been a decent new side in League Nine, but SW Lions get the win. Uh, time in terms deciding that they didn't want to play the game. Graham, which is a shame yeah, because that, it is. That, that, I would have liked to have seen that. I think it would have been quite a competitive game, actually. Yeah, I think so too. Um, that's it. That's all the games that we've got to talk about. Graham, we'll have some more in-depth conversation on the other side, uh, talking about um, the league tables, the goal scorers, and then the team of the season chat. See you there. Looking forward to it. Searching for players, searching for clubs, find players and clubs near you right now on MatchHark. Playing football could never be easier. Download MatchHark on Google Play or visit our website at matchhark.com. Truly a great match, MatchHark. Keep it simple, get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. So back with Graham and the end of season review of the tables. Um, it's not we're not full on some of these. So some of the games, some teams haven't had all their games added and and all that stuff. Um, we're going to read the tables as it stands. I'm guessing every game, any other game that's not been fulfilled, Graham is a void anyway. Correct. So yeah, it, what it is is what it is. Is what it is. Winners of the Supreme Trophies, Graham Dodd Premier Division. Our Southwest Rangers, yeah. Uh, spoiler alert: we, 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 we. They won it a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Thirty-five points from their fifteen games, just two losses. I'm not going to read all the stats out. I'm going to read out the impressive bits from each of the teams' season. Uh, Forty-one goals in the Prem Division average is about three a game for the Southwest Rangers boys. Well done, averaging just over a goal conceded a game as well is pretty decent. Well done, chaps. Second was Swag. Uh, they add runners-up in the Supreme Trophies, Graham Dodd Premier Division and the Marcus Lipton Cup um, to their uh, CV this season. The bridesmaids, they've been in the Premier Division a couple of times now, Graham. They didn't quite make it last yeah. year. They didn't make it this year. They're going to want to go one better next season, I think. Yeah, I think, though, um, we set them the goal, didn't we? We challenged them. We said, that, you know, you're missing a lot of chances. Get the ball in the net. Obviously, they've corrected that and finished uh, second uh, highest goal scorers in the division. They've got that bit right. Still competitively, uh, still competitive in defensive areas. Um, I, I just think, yeah, uh, three defeats, I think is possibly too many. I think 
I think to win that division, it was always going to be two defeats or thereabouts. And I think obviously three draws is, is cost them. But that's not a bad record, though, is it? Ten wins from 16. But you just have to have that little bit more that you're going to bring to the table if you're going to go and win the top division. And I think um, nobody can complain. I think Southwest Rangers are the are the worthy winners. You know, they, they beat the big teams. They beat the teams in and around them um, towards the end. So uh, fair play to Southwest uh, Rangers. Uh, they will be very, very disappointed, though, that they didn't ask further questions in cup competitions. They will be very disappointed. I think so. Interestingly, uh, those 33 points for Swag this season would have won them the title last year. Uh, Clapham Rovers with 32 points, winning the Prem Division, uh, Premier Division. But Swag uh, scoring one more point than them, not good enough. Quality uh, has gone so, up because you've got Sporting yeah. Continental in there. I think that was. I think that's been the difference. As whereas teams would have not taken points essentially last year, where Sporting Continental have taken points. So I think that's why the bar has just gone up that little bit higher. And of course, with and we'll talk about it on the next division with the two teams that have been promoted for next season. If I were a Premier Division club, Andrew, and I was a gatekeeper Premier Division club, I think I'd be very worried to be honest, because if they don't improve their squads. And I'm not going to point fingers at anybody because I think it would be quite disrespectful. But unless there's some improvement to squads, they're going to be out of the Premier Division. And if you look at the quality that's knocking behind them, the Junction Elites, the carpets that have gone up, you know, the London Ravens is the Putney Towns, the Sellers, the uh, St Andrews is the South Cities. They're coming up the divisions and they are not going to be far away from that Premier. So if they don't get it right in the next year or two, uh, you are going to see, you know, drastic changes because it is obviously going to be two up, two down. Mm. And all of those teams, I don't see dropping their level. So the quality of the championship and the Premier in the next year or two is going to start to be frightening. And all these tags of, you know, rubbish teams and Farmers League and whatever. I think even people from outside, I think, um, I think they're going to have to start giving us the credit that we deserve because what yep. I think that we've got that some other leagues don't is we've got that strength and that depth and that quality. And we've got teams actually that are kind of willing to start a little bit further down and are willing to knuckle down and willing to work their way up. And and there's a hunger and teams want to go on that journey with us, Andrew. And I think mm. that's really, I think that's really quite a special thing in terms of the divisions that we offer. And, you know, we're quite vocal and we say anybody who's a top side who wants to come from the outside, you can't just walk your way in the premier. You have to earn your way up. And, um, you know, we've seen that actually that's been quite a successful policy over the last few years. So yeah, just one or two teams in that premier. Well, maybe it's even more than one or two. Perhaps it's three or four. If you don't add to your squads, guys, next year, you know, you're going to be caught up and you're going to be losing your place in the Premier um, if you don't buck your ideas up. And I'm, I'm saying that in the most friendly way possible because the quality that we have got coming up behind them is is quite scary, I think. It's as good yeah. as it's as good as crop of teams underneath that we we've ever had since I've been since I've been here. Uh, the standard of the league is going up every year. There's no question. I, I, I absolutely agree that the strength and depth and, and it's the waves of teams coming through together as well. It's not just one team from leagues. It's, as you say, it's, it's the twos and threes of promoted sides all fighting with each other, all capable um, of doing um, and some of these premier teams, Andrew, this is not the first sort of average or bang average or kind of less than average season they've had. They've just been bumbling on for two or three years where kind of survival has been enough. It ain't going next year and the year after. That ain't going to be enough anymore. No. No. Do you th- I, I mean, I'm not being harsh. I, 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 honestly no, I think you're right. But, but, that's just, that, but that can't be seen as a negative. 
you know, for us commenting on the league, that might be tough for teams that are finishing uh, eighth to fifth in the uh, Prem Division at the moment. That might be a tough thing for some teams to say, but it can only show that what a good job the people have done in attracting better teams to the league, raising standards, uh, increasing competitiveness in leagues. No one wants to see people run away with divisions uh, and win the leagues by 20 points in, in February and, and all that stuff. No one wants to see that, not even the teams in the Prem Division. So what is happening now is the hard work and, and the paying off and the marketing and the and uh, proving yourselves and all that stuff is paying off because you're getting the applicants to come in and say, well, we're a decent team and we're choosing the Southern Sunday um, for our football. They're, they're leaving the Leverett District, which has arguably been one of the strongest teams uh, leagues in that area when you look at some of the teams that have come out of the Leverett District. Teams are leaving that league and they're choosing other, other leagues to go and play their football because they're not happy or because... Uh, for one reason or another, um, but whatever re- the reason is, they've some of, of teams have chosen um, the Southern Sunday. I got one quote from one team, quality. Andrew, and I'm not going to name them because it would be unfair. But I got a quote from one team who said, "We just love, like at the beginning of the season when the London Cup happened, we just love the fact that you stick up for your teams and you're quite public and you're quite vocal about it." Is kind of where we've been playing our football. It's a kind of them and against us type culture. And that's mm. not what we're about. We are here for the clubs. And, you know, we couldn't be more on the front foot on social media. We're given praise where they deserve it. But if they deserve a whipping and they need calling out, then we'll do that as well. I mean, you've got to take the rough with the smooth and fair's fair, right? Exactly. Back to the table review. Sporting Continental finished third. <laughs> Clapham Rovers, champions last season. Finished fourth place with 26 points. They done uh, well to dig that out, actually. I'll give them a mention because at one point, I think we were both concerned. They looked like relegation candidates at one point and, and they yeah. finished relatively strongly. So, yeah, c- credit to Chris at Clapham. They wanted the Frank Blunston Cup, I think. Obviously, they've just run a little bit short in the end. They're one of them teams now going forward. Now they've got the Premier Division. They've already won it what's their commitment going to be to getting to one of the cup finals next year? Because I know that they were so keen to do it this time. So they're one of the teams to look at what they do in cup competitions next year, for sure. Absolutely. Sporting Continental, by the way, the top goal scorers in uh, the Supreme Trophy's Grand Dodd Premier Division with 58 goals, outscoring swag by one. Um, AFC Putney finished in fifth on 23 points, minus 10 goal difference for them. Uh, AFC Ballum uh, with a cup, under their arm, uh, finished sixth in the division. Didn't play three of their games at the, towards the end of the season. Uh, that would be disappointing for them. Uh, 19 points from their 13 games. Six wins, one draw and six losses. Fairly mid-table, um, sadly for the boys. Uh, Park Life finished seventh in what has been a torrid year, really. Um, 15 points from 16 games. Nine losses, uh, the second highest defeat defeats in the league behind bottom boys um, Lazio with two points from their 16 games Westminster just outside the relegation zone again uh, 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 almost mirroring last season's position they finished just outside the relegation zone as well don't forget Uh, 13 points from their 15 games clearly um, Westminster um, more than safe from relegation but Graham they'll be wary they'll be one of the teams that you mentioned um uh, who will be wary of the teams coming up from the championship where, you know, if you're just 
finishing one place above the um above the relegation zone and you know that there's two good teams coming in uh, you're going to be looking over your shoulder for most of the season if you can't get in players or improve the performances yeah i think they'll i think they'll be concerned um they got a new manager at the beginning of last season um I don't know how that's turned out for them. It'll be really interesting to see. Obviously, if they stick with him, he'll know a little bit more about the the teams and the division and he'll want to go again. Um, can I just go back to AFC Ballum, though? It's just caught yeah. my eye. Their goal scoring for and against is an extraordinary record. Only scored 11 goals in the league. I don't think they played 13 games. 11 goals. That's it. Yeah, that's scored less. Scored less it. than Lazio. With only That's two extraordinary draws. for a team in the Premier Division. It, I mean, all right, 22 conceded is not bad in 30, but just 11 goals. That's yeah. mad. It is mad, isn't it? I'm just I've never seen that. it. I've, I've got to say, it just jumped out, man. And I just went in and I just checked and I thought, is that right? And and it is. If there's a team that's in the division, and we'll obviously go through the tables, if there's anyone that scored um, less than 11, I'd be very, I'd be very, very, very surprised. I, I think they, that is, I think that's unreal. They'd scored three on the second day of the season. So they've only scored eight goals uh, since, since October. Yeah. Oh, they'd scored, they'd scored. There's a lot of cup football four. in there though. And there's a lot of nils against them as well. There's a lot of, in, in games that they've played, there's a lot, lots of nils. I, mm. There's lots of cup games there, Andrew. Obviously, I think it was Lipton Cup quarterfinal, Chairman's Cup final. Obviously, they won Frank Blunston Cup semi-final. They've been playing cup games practically the whole season, which is yeah. why, obviously, they played 13. But 11 goals are in 13 in top-flight football, I, I think that's extraordinary. That is. It's a bit of an anomaly, that, definitely. Uh, in Well done to um, Southwest Rangers for, out of interest, my prediction at the beginning of the season, uh, and I stuck with it, was Sporting Continental my uh, loyalty? Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Our yeah. survey said. Uh, yeah. But luckily, there's not too many of those. Oh, I know. I'm enjoying season. that one while I can get it in because I know what else is coming. Damn. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, Sporting Continental were my bet um, for the championship and uh, for the Prem Division Championship. So I've missed out on that one. Into the match arc, Tony Eldridge Championship and winners and back to back. Uh, league winners uh, Junction Elite um, first win uh, the championship the, we, we labelled this the most competitive division in uh, the Southern Sunday at the beginning of the season I think it's delivered on that one Junction Elite winning the league uh, with 34 points from 14 games uh, 38 scored 18 um, 18 conceded a plus 20 goal difference not torn it up but only one loss you can't deny the fact that they have been um a, a class above uh in in this one they, they've never really faltered as i say just a one defeat if you'd have offered them that record at the end of the season they would have taken it at the beginning of the season they would have taken it yeah and i think ultimately what's got them the two points and got them over the um got, got them over the bridge essentially if you like is the i think the win and the draw against carpet i think that's been the difference between who finished champions and who finished runners up i, I think it really is as simple as that because you know carpet have finished well clear of um london ravens in third and and it never looked like at any point that the gap between um, second and third essentially would be nine points three games that looks a really big gap and it never felt as we were going week to week it never felt that that was going to happen did it no well I didn't think so from my perspective you know no no 
I definitely didn't. Uh, Carpet were the runners up on 32 points, as Graham said. London Ravens third place with a plus one goal difference, uh, 23 points, just showing how close it is uh, below that, really, in the in the championship. Putney Town finished fourth. New Boys, highest placed New Boys in the Southern Sunday, finished fourth uh, with 21 from 14. Uh, a good season for them. Uh, Albion, despite a strong start to the championship season, uh, tumbled pretty badly and ended up in fifth place. Uh, seven losses and six wins from their 14 games. That means one draw. Uh, a plus one goal difference as well, Graham. 19 points on the board. Um, after a strong start, they're going to be disappointed with that finish to the season, aren't they? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of get a sense that that is maybe what they expected. So I think they're not going to be jubilant, but they're not going to be disappointed. I think they'll just be content with that, that they've had... They've had a competitive season where they've taken results off of teams, got a few wins on the board, and I think they've steadied the ship. And and obviously, they'll look to try and kick on next season. So, not the best season for Albion, but I don't think no. certainly the worst. No, we could have. I mean, you know, to halt, they've halted the, the, the fall. They've stabilised themselves in the championship. Uh, and they'll be looking to go again next year. Much like um, the, the Prem Division, though, we expect the championship knowing what's coming. Uh, from below um, to be a tough, tough place to play football next season too. Um, so they'll need to pull up uh, their socks uh, and um, and work hard next season. Bath old boys with a cup in the bag, finished sixth place with 13 from 14, uh, a minus 10 goal difference. Uh, Wheat Sheaf finished seventh, 10 points from their 14 games. Uh, and Cosmos United, uh, with a tough, tough season. Six points uh, from their 14 games. Uh, 20 goals scored. No one in the championship scoring less than 11 goals than Graham. So that's a tick. Ballum, the lowest goal. We chief on 13 there, isn't it? So they've just yeah. squeaked it. Um, I think if you look at what happened last year, particularly around Bath and Wheatsheaf, forget that those two teams got to the Frank Blunston Cup final this year and that Bath won it. Had they not done that, if you're looking at where they've come from and where they've ended up in the league, both teams could have been promoted. It could have been playing Premier Division football this season and look how far backwards they've gone. I mean, they're miles and miles away um, and they were so close 12 months ago. It's extraordinary how football really turns around, isn't it? And I think I think Bath would take that, obviously, because they've had the cup final experience and they've got the trophy in the cabinet. I think if you're Wheat Sheaf, I think you're extremely disappointed. And as for Cosmos, well, you know, again... I think it must be a Frank Blunston Cup final because obviously they were in the final last year and um, mm. look at the season that they've had. So maybe it's a Frank Blunstone Cup curse. I don't know. Maybe. Congratulations to all the teams uh, in the championship for completing your season. Uh, what I will add is that I went for Junction Elite Firsts to win the championship and uh, they scored me uh, a win on that one. So thank you very much to Aaron <laughs> and all the lads. Oh, on that one, we did. You have... get a James O'Brien on an LBC on Mystery <laughs> Hour. You get a, you get a, you get a virtual clap. We did have a Beeler prediction for this one. Sadly, we oh, couldn't that's find... not worth talking about, is it? No, he got he went for carpet. I went for Junction Elite. Um, so I oh, won. Well, I'm not being uh, funny. It wasn't. He went too far out. Bless him. No, no. Uh, and the Bob Dixon League One top of the pile is Sellhurst with 44 points from 18 games. I doubted whether they. Uh, could get the games done. I never doubted that they could win the league. 
Uh, I, but I doubted whether they'd get the games done. They did it. Well done, chaps. That is a monumentous effort and well-deserved uh, Bob Dixon League One um, trophy on the end of all of that effort. They um, had to, plus... didn't they? They had to after what they'd gone through. They had to. And obviously, yeah. you know, losing for the losing to um, St Andrews in the Ken Bailey, they had to get that league. I think they were under just so much pressure to get it. And, you know, when people talk about, um, you know, double headers for titles and whatever, this was a nine point gap, remember. So forget that they played Kudos in a double header. They'd done all their work early season, long before they got embroiled in so many cup competitions. They got the points on the board very early. They made a, an, an early start to the season. So let's not not be having all this nonsense that goes out on social media about championships being awarded on double headers and all this crap bearing in mind other leagues if you win the league you don't even win the league i mean it's extraordinary <laughs> let's not talk about second rate leagues uh, well, well i mean yeah it begins with an s doesn't it so yes yeah, second, second rate yeah but you let's take my point though if you win the league you win the league right i mean it's should yeah um it's not the mls is it no, it isn't. This is English grassroots traditional 11-a-side football. Oh, hang on a minute. Wait, that isn't. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> 35 points from 18 games means kudos Athletic firsts finish second. Um, 51 goals scored is impressive for the boys. 40 conceded, though, probably the bit, the, the part of their season that, will, that saw them, their title bid slip away. Uh, that's a lot of goals to concede. I don't Con- think they'll give an absolute rat's backside to be honest for no, kudos athletic to get promoted out of that division with them teams for the seasons that they've come on the back of that is an unbelievable and sensational yeah. sensational achievement they're not going to obviously get in the vote and they're not in the reckoning but i tell you what they get a special mention from me they have had an unbelievable season to turn that round well done to anthony and to owen and everybody else that's involved in kudos that is a brilliant season for them to get to the championship no ifs no buts Celeste are obviously going to be top dogs but look at the other teams that they're up against in there yep. that's an unbelievably competitive division it is and when you think Kudos Athletic as a club were on the brink sort of this time last year struggling to put teams out struggling to put um, um, squads together get this first getting beaten by their seconds don't forget yeah, in, a yeah, cup, yeah. in a cup yeah. competition a great turnaround for Kudos. It's been an amazing season. Well done, boys. Yeah. Sadly, Graham's right. You're probably not going to feature in the team of the season, but um, the turnaround and and um, the way that, you, that they've acquitted themselves this season, uh, they could give themselves a massive pat on the back, but they need to keep that momentum going because they're about to embark on the toughest season uh, quality-wise that they've had. 15 uh, extra points they've put on the board compared to last year. They finished sixth in League One last year. 15 extra points. What is it? They've gone to 11 wins. Yep, six wins last year. Another five wins on the board. Um, That's extraordinary. Unbelievable. Yeah. They have done so, so well. Absolutely. Another improved team based on last season, uh, London Hibs. This is their last season uh, for a while, uh, you, we suspect. Uh, within the Southern Sunday, they said uh, on London... Twitter they sent a nice message, didn't they, in reply to us that they hope that they, you know, they love the Southern Sunday and hope, you know, that they can come back in the future. So yeah, they'd be more than welcome, of course. Absolutely, uh, third place finish for London Hibs is a fantastic finish. Well done, boys. AFC South London, um, just five points away from that second promotion place, uh, and they uh, didn't finish all of their games. Seventeen games. Uh, played that wouldn't have been enough. Obviously, the job, the damage was done during their wobble um, yeah, yeah, a couple yeah. of months ago. 
Uh, but fourth place for South London, given the troubles and, and little mini rebuild that they've done, that's probably a good finish for them. Uh, they finish above Wimbledon Wolves in fifth. Uh, Batsy Dogs in sixth. Brixton Town survive in uh, seventh place. Done it again. Points. Done it again. Done it again. Yep. Uh, Val County, the great escape artist this season. Um, they won last week against Wimbledon Wolves, was it? During the week? Who are we talking about? Val County, yeah. Val comfortable, County. Comfortable winners, 3-0. 3-0 winners against Wimbledon Wolves. That was the result that kept them up. That's the result that seems to have uh, put Wimbledon Commoners and Barking Mad in the relegation zone. Uh, we're yet to see what happens uh, in the constitution. Looking forward so to I, seeing So I'm happy to spoil that. I'm happy to spoil that and say that because London Hibs have obviously gone out of the league, that will go down to one relegation place. So commoners, as it stands on the constitution, so this is a spoiler alert, commoners get the reprieve. And I think that's the right decision. I think so too. Uh, Barking Mad will be playing League Two football uh, next season. Uh, they finished bottom with 14 points, but they scored... 23 goals. No one in League One scoring less than 11 goals, Graham. That's tick again. <laughs> in <laughs> see what the... I've done now. I've caused, see what I've caused, all this fuss. Okay. Let's have a look at the uh, Vulture Sports League Two and St. Andrews have done it. Uh, an, uh, an unbeaten season. Just one draw in 13 games. Uh, Three, games to, spare. Three, games, Three games, to games to spare. Three games to spare. Job done. Uh, they didn't need to play the other ones. That's always the hope, uh, for, I guess, for the league and for, for, for us commenting on it. Well, that... my goodness me, had they not got the result against Hampton at the weekend, I think I'd have been having kittens, to be perfectly honest with you. But there you go. <laughs> uh, a flawless season for St Andrews. No damage done. Uh, 58 goals scored uh, and 13 conceded in 13 games. Tells the tale of what, exact, what exactly St Andrews are. 37 points is excellent. Hampton Terriers. Uh, another good season for the boys. Uh, two good years for them. 36 points in 16 games, 12 wins and four losses. Probably enough um, for um, a title any other year. Um, but that um, they are against imperious opposition in St. Andrews. Real Donald with a strong finish uh, with 13, with 33 points even in 15 games. Uh, they didn't get their games played, but the goal difference there for, for Hampton Terry is probably enough. Um, for that to be uh, not an issue uh, in terms of those points, they could have they could have won uh, and and matched Hampton for points, but the uh, six goal difference uh, proving uh, an extra point, I think. Anyway, Hampton uh, Harbert Rovers, champions of division of League Three last season, uh, they finished in fourth place after their wobble. Um, they've ended up uh, with thirty two points from their sixteen games, two point averages, usually. Guarantee promotion, just showing how strong that top four is in League Two, Graham. Are Harbert Rovers missing out? Yeah, uh, again, a little bit of an iffy start. Got together towards the end, Chairman's Cup semi-final. I think they would have wanted to go. They'd have wanted to go for that. But as you say, yeah, average two points, um, two points a game. I actually did the points per game. I sent that out in the bulleted on Sunday. So anyone that's interested in knowing what the points per game were, I did put that on there because I think that's always a nice little stat to look at. But uh, even for you, that was a nice, easy one to work out. Sixteen and thirty-two, wasn't it? <laughs> it's, it's my kind of maths that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not uh, you're not threatening Rachel Riley or Carol Vorderman anytime soon. So you know they're they're, anyway. they're they're quite safe. 
Not in any way. Uh, Athletic Obuble, not quite the gatekeeper team that we labelled them as this season. They're very much mid-table. 28 points from 15 after um, a bad wobble this season. Uh, they have um, got themselves together to finish mid-table uh, and comfortably mid-table. Actually, there was a real pack of, of five teams in this division who were well ahead of everyone else uh, and, and a bottom four who uh, struggled most of the season. Putney Pacers were the best of those strugglers with 13 from 16. Norton were next with 13 from 16. A good um, recovery for Norton this season. Four wins and a draw. Uh, enough for them to hit 13 points and uh, nine points safe. Chiswick development survive in League Two. Uh, they have seven points from 15. And Club Football Val couldn't do enough to save their souls. Um, they finished the season with four points. Ninth place, that's bottom uh, one win and one draw. Uh, no one in League Two scored less than 11 goals, Graham. But scored 11 and 11 is... is um, oh, no, 27 and 24. What's the lowest there? 15 for Chiswick. So, no, that's yep. comfortable. Comfortable. <laughs> Need to get some new glasses. And well who done. was your shout for that? St Andrews was your shout there, wasn't it? St Andrews were my shout and seller. Sorry for League One. Uh, so, I've, I'm actually uh, out of the four divisions that we've... 75% Sir Andrew. 75% so far. That's a B plus. So far. Uh, in League 3, uh, the very competitive uh, League 3, you have to say uh, champions were Magpie recruitment. Uh, many of these uh, champions, we saw it coming from a long way uh, away, but they still had to get the job done. Magpie did that 48 points from 18 games. Just under a hundred goals for the for the league season, ninety eight was their four column, uh, and I know that will be eating Francis up that they couldn't get those two goals. That's impressive to see a hundred goals from eighteen games, uh, just two losses over their season, uh, and sixteen wins, no draws in a season. Of that's Sunday the difference, and that's why you know you get a points per game. Was it two point six seven? Um and I didn't just work that out. I already worked it out at the weekend. But yeah, two point six seven is an unbelievable PPG. And that's what you've got to do sometimes is lose a game and then win a game. You know, the draws actually draws in football if you want success are not really much good. No, not at all. A plus 72 goal difference for uh, the Magpie recruitment boys is an excellent season no matter what which way you look at it. Uh, but ultimately, um, before we move on to the rest of the table, cup cup performances not quite there for Magpie recruitment, namely the defeat to Sporting Crabs, the 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 low light probably of the Magpie boys' season. I think yes, I can see why you've said that. But to get to a county cup semi final for the second year in a row and not make the final, I think that might they might have more regrets from that game to be honest, because I think we've seen some of the saves that the Crabs goalkeeper came out of it he was just having a world he was having a he was having a brilliant day at the office and those days do happen mm. but they've let that day happen twice now in a county cup semi-final I think they'll probably if you ask them would be more disappointed about that so if you've got a complaint about the punditry that you've just heard please email <laughs> selfpod at gmail.com yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like a bit of fun it's the end of the season let's have a bit of fun with it <laughs> League three one by <laughs> Magpie recruitment. Well done, oh, chaps. Second get the place old ones in Andrew. They're the best. Yeah, no emails over the summer, eh? Try uh, Graham uh, dot at sunsunday.com. I've got plenty. Don't worry about that. Anyway, do carry on, mate. Second place, Wandsworth Warriors, and they are promoted. 
Uh, 37 points from 18 games, uh, a plus 19 goal difference. A little bit more modest um, than, than Magpie, but 52 goals ain't too shabby uh, for Wandsworth Warriors. Well done, lads. Five losses out of 18 is pretty decent. Uh, Westminster seconds were third place, 36, one point behind Wandsworth Warriors uh, and 18 games played. Uh, interesting to see what happens with them over the summer. Dara. Uh, finishing fourth place despite um, sadness and and uh, a massive um, problem during the season of of losing a team member and and all of the um, upset that that can cause. The boys have regrouped uh, and finished fourth in the season and a cup. Uh, the Dara boys have got as well, Graham. A good season for them in the end. Yeah, I think, though, they'll be disappointed that they didn't squeeze that one win from somewhere. They one, didn't squeeze it. Win. That was all would have, it would have taken. I mean, they showed their pedigree and potential by beating Bag, uh, Magpie and beating um, Westminster Wanderers. I do wonder whether Wandsworth Warriors are a little bit of their bogey team. But, um, yeah, I, I think they've all had tremendous seasons, really, to be honest. And, um, of course, Westminster had the opportunity to go up in second when they played Dara and they blew it. So, you know, it's been it's been in their hands and, of course, out of their hands. So, yeah, they'll have to wait till the um, the Const- see what the Constitution gods uh, come up with. But, uh, yeah, you don't want to be having to leave it to that. You want to do the business on the field during your regular regulation 18 games and you know, I would just say to all teams in all divisions, ultimately, you know, you can't be expecting to rely on the league for promotions or reprieves. You've had an opportunity. There's been enough games. You've got to go and do it on the pitch, chaps. And and if you don't and you don't get your desired outcome from the Constitution, then I'm not the man that you've got to blame. You've got to have a long, hard look and reflection at, at what's gone on in the in the previous season. And you have to write it. Uh, put put it right the next season. But um, yeah, I mean, th- that actually did turn out to be a really fascinating battle, I think, for that runners-up. On the basis of it, for some of the results that Wanderers got, obviously they beat Magpie, didn't they, um, towards mm-hmm. the end? Um, th- they got the results, I think, j- at just a crucial time and they just hit the right form. Um, yeah, I, 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 I struggle to argue against that the top two have deserved to be the top two, to be honest. It, that that from the direction of travel, we obviously talk about this every week. That's kind of the natural conclusion about how I felt that it was going to go. But I have been advocating for Dara all season, and yeah, they're just so so close, so close. Also, so close this season. Clapham Chiefs, despite trying their best to shake off our gatekeeper tag, they could not be more. Gatekeepers in the, in, in <laughs> Hashtag gatekeeper-ish. Gatekeeper-ish. Uh, 33 points from 18 games. Again, uh, a decent season for good, the boys I think at it's They've had a very good season, but they are very much gatekeeper-ish. Uh, they were the best um, of the rest, though. Uh, Bell and Mariners but below them in sixth place, 21 points. Uh, Park Life B, 19 points, despite much pro... much. Um, we were interested in Park Club B season very early doors, but that fell off much like the first team, really. They ended their season in seventh place. Merton Athletic finished just above relegation uh, zone, one place above relegation zone, 17 points from 18. Ribblesdale Rovers are relegated. Um, they finished with 11 points. That was They were relegated a while ago. Uh, and Sporting Crabs, only real highlights from the season were their excellent cup run, uh, but no league wins registered. 
Um, but they did score 21 goals, so that's more than Ballum. Tick. <laughs> My pick for League Three. Uh, I'm unashamedly biased when uh, it comes to. I have to do uh, it Magpire again, don't I? I have so to do I, this again. 80% now, I believe. I have to keep 80%. doing that. It's painful. It's painful. My my hands are getting achy while I'm having to keep clapping you. Ooh, you don't know how bad that feels. <laughs> League four. And it had all of the hallmarks when it went to short numbers of being a bit of a, a nothing season in League four. But it was been, fabulous in the end, wasn't it? It's been really, really good. It's been topsy-turvy um, and really, uh, really well-deserved for the Painters community, boys. 31 points in 14 games makes them uh, JSF Plumbing and Heating League Four champions with the plus 24 goal difference. By the way, some distance, uh, the best goal difference in the league. Double their closest um, rivals, which were Junction League seconds in seventh place. Well, we'll get there in a minute. Top deck finished second on 24 points, equal points to third place. Mortlake showing how tight that running was. Um, a seven goal better off diff goal difference for top deck the splitter there giving top deck um the runners up place and uh promotion into league three well done to top deck i think from a mortlake perspective there andrew that was one of the situations where out of the seven defeats you got a nick a draw you nick a draw and you know that's the difference in it nick a draw yeah no no yeah. draws at all i'm just, sure if we analyze the mortlake is... results You'll go back. There'll be plenty be, of results. They lost, the, park, they lost yeah. the basement boys. Parthenope. You can't last... be doing that. No, they shouldn't. That I mean, if they win that game against the bottom team, then then they they're 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 in the second place. And yeah, that's it's small margins. Uh, in, in just showing how competitive League Four is. Um, you can't United... deny top deck though, can you? Seven. Uh, sorry, oh. more uh, four four losses and Mortlake is seven losses. That's a clear clear big difference, isn't it? And uh, you know, look at the form table. Mortlake couldn't win a game, one win in, in the last six. So yeah. you've got a nick a draw in them six games. Five five losses in the last six games is not promotion or title form. It's never going to happen. Absolutely not. Great analysis. Sorry. Though. Fourth place, Southside United, uh, a good season for them. 18 points from 14 games, six points off promotion chase there. So to really a, a top Finish the strongest team. What we've just seen from the graphic there, finishes the strongest team in terms of the form at the end, I think. Did they not? Uh, other second, than South, second. other than Painters. Yeah. So, you know, you can't, you can't moan at their finish. We were worried about them again at one point being near the bottom and they've proved they are far from the bottom of the table team and um, got some really good results. So in the end, good season for Southside. Absolutely. Fourth and eighth place separate only by six points uh, in this season. Shana Tight is sporting web. Um, the entertainers of the, 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 uh, the mystery Sunday. boys, the mystery, mystery boys. Yeah, the mystery How do you boys, solve definitely. a problem like sporting web? <laughs> uh, they finished on 18 points too, but um, their strange season really saw them concede <laughs> far too many goals. Uh, minus 17 goal difference sees them finish in fifth place. Uh, in sixth place, QN Tiga underachievers this season. Uh, we know what a good team they can be. Uh, 16 points um, from 14 games. Uh, but looking at their results, Graham, they've had far too many games taken off, of uh, too many points taken away from them. Well, QN Tiger again is 
Antigua, they're just a bloody mystery. You don't know which Q Antigua is going to turn up. One year they'll be absolutely brilliant, another year they'll be mediocre, and then another year they'll be a bit inconsistent. Another year like this year, I think they'll be disappointed. I think they'll be very disappointed, uh, to be honest. Um, but then there's two or three teams in that division that I didn't expect to be down there. So um, I just think it was just one of them divisions. And I did, again, I, I you know, I throw this in um, because of the because of the shortness of the division, you know, having the having the little pause for the uh, Donovan Thomas Cup was fabulous. Was fabulous. Give a nice reset, and then kind of everyone then came back afterwards, and it was like starting off a new league from scratch. And uh, yeah, I think that added to the drama. Both teams seemed to enjoy. Uh, all the teams seemed to enjoy it. But I think um, I think they were probably sick of playing each other by the end. So uh, yeah, a bit of a change up to those sort of middle divisions as we push some other teams up towards the top, no hints. Um, so that will freshen that kind of area of the league up next year for sure. Yeah, it'll be good for the lads in, in League 4 to uh, have have a full division as well next year. Uh, good times for them. Uh, Junction Elite seconds, uh, they finish in seventh place um, with 15 points. Parthenope, sadly, uh, the basement boys hard to beat last season, don't forget, but far too easy to be beaten this year. Uh, only winning three out of their 14 games. Uh, so 11 games ending. The bigger uh, stat winless. to that, the bigger stat to that is they only drew three. So I think they've shrugged off the tag of draw specialists. Oh, well and truly shrugged off that. <laughs> They're not the draw specialists. I was going to say they've become defeat specialists, but that would have been harsh. Oh dear, I've said it, it's live. Damn. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, we don't edit this. Uh, League four, though, will look very familiar. There'll only be the teams promoted out of League four. We don't know how many. Obviously, the constitution isn't isn't uh, finalised yet, but we'd expect to see uh, at least uh, that that four, fifth, fifth, full fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth remain into League four as a as a minimum last se- next season. No spoilers. Who was your call for that division? Top top three to go up. No, who was your call to win it? Oh, uh, sorry, painters. Obviously, sorry, painters community. <laughs> uh, I'm, ge- I'm yeah. getting. Where's that sick bucket? <laughs> yeah, six, five out of six so far. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, five out of six so far. Makes me uh, ill. But loyalty uh, beat me on the <laughs> next one. Uh, no spoilers. Uh, in League Five, winners and promoted for the second season as a minimum uh, second season running AFC Poplar Rovers. They take the league five title 38 points from 18 games. Fantastic season for the Poplar Rovers boys, 12 wins, two draws, four losses, 57 goals, uh, very nearly three goals a game. That's excellent. Uh, Conceded 30. It didn't matter in the end, Uh, a plus 27 goal difference by far. The best goal difference in the league, Graham. They deserved it. Oh, you know, we've been saying it all season, haven't we? Um, I think despite the fact that they think that we don't give them credit, we've given them credit, but nothing but credit really every week. Um, yeah, I, I think it, 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 it's been there. They were clearly hungry after what had gone on last year. Um, they got off to a great start. They made very, very positive vibes and movements to get their fixtures and they had an appetite to play when perhaps others weren't prepared to make the same efforts or go to the same sacrifices so they have to be given um, a lot of credit for that 
ultimately, you know, we know where they've got quality, particularly in the offensive areas. You know, they're always going to devastate and they're always going to score goals. Um, the other end, you know, we've discussed on numerous occasions, they do give, give goals away, but, you know, not the... Um, not a horrendous goals against record by any stretch of the imagination. And of course, the other thing that they've done is, you know, they got results against, you know, the teams in and around them. And I, I thought they were, I thought they were very, very consistent. And, and certainly I think other than Bluebirds, I think I refereed most of the teams in that division. And from what I'd seen in terms of the quality, I don't think you can argue that they um, deserve to win that division. And yeah, their hunger and desire to put, to put the, uh, the negative of the previous season for them to go and, you know, come out of the traps, you know, like a, an express train and get the result on the board. I think they led it. And, you know, we talk about the kind of the runners and the riders, Andrew, don't we, in terms of the chases and the being chased, but actually they were the team that were being chased and they seemed to fit quite comfortably in that. And it just didn't phase them. It just didn't bother them. And they took care of their own business, which is all you can do as a club. And, you know, they were consistent and got the points on the board. There's no, there's no ifs, buts or doubts or maybes in terms of um, their credibility and legitimacy in terms of winning that division. Not at all whatsoever in the rest of the division congratulations to afc popular rovers uh bluebirds finishing second in the division 36 points from 18 games plus 16 they just got it over the line one point over westminster wanderers thirds uh with 35 points congratulations to afc bluebirds who, who had them in runners up spot before a ball was kicked you did, I'd say you? I no, I didn't have a ball. I didn't have them. I mean, I mean, as the season went, I did fancy them to get the second. Probably once we got about halfway through the season, two defeats. I think they showed at numerous times that they weren't going to be mugs and they weren't going to be pushovers, and that they were going to get results. And and they did. And and th- th- I have to say. You know, they would have been big outsiders for that. You'd have been probably looking at the likes of Clapham Wanderers or Argentina or St. Matthews. You'd have probably put all of them teams before a ball was kicked to get uh, over AFC Bluebirds. But, you know, they did very well from the cup final defeat the year before. They essentially kind of took a leaf out of the Poplar Rovers book. You know, you have disappointment at the end of the previous year. You get over it during the summer. You you knuckle down. You get your games on early um, and you're committed. And, and again, they didn't cope badly from being the team that kind of got themselves into the box seat and other teams were chasing them. They cope with that very well. I think they seem to thrive on it. So I don't think, I know the points total is quite close between the top three Mm -hmm. and then obviously five points back to fourth. But I don't think you can argue that Poplar Rovers deserve to win the league and that Bluebirds deserve to finish second. I, I think that's very justifiable, certainly on the evidence that I've seen. Agreed. Uh, a good top two. Stop West agreeing. And it's a bit. It's all a bit today. It's all a bit much of an agreement, isn't it? Really. <laughs> well, it's been a good season, and you know we do like to argue. I know we do like to argue, but it's hard to disagree. It's hard to disagree <laughs> with you. Uh, th- third with Westminster thirds with thirty-five points. Argentina, uh, thirty-three points from eighteen. They finished fourth, and I'm sure their slow start uh, and that period um, over the uh, World Cup really did well they took one game off didn't they they took one game off and lost it and had they not taken that game and lost it they'd have finished second because they they would have got second on goal difference so they got a world cup instead of a promotion this year but obviously that was their internal um club decision agreed uh in fifth place in a decent season (laughs) well i would have liked argentina they were my pick for league five because of the the sleeve sponsorship etc 
Um, uh-uh. We can't give away this season for some reason. I think teams, um, if they're not going for one of these subliminated kits, then it's a bit of a no-go. But we can't give away the, uh, the Selk logos this year, despite so many trophies being lifted by teams with the logo on their sleeve. Uh, so you haven't you spoken to it... me about this, Andrew, to be fair. If you speak to me about this, I'm sure we can get that easily resolved. Well, we can. We need two teams. We're going for two teams from, from each of the four leagues. On top um, of what you've already got, in addition? Yeah. So They like have to be different new... teams? We'd like eight new teams, preferably. Eight new teams. Right. Three, obviously, across your existing leagues and then a potential new leagues you want to from there. Is that right? So yeah, so next season we won't be co- we won't be covering the uh, Gwydon Municipal. So it will be OBDSFL, Westfart, and Southern Sunday plus one more. Um, right. Okay. So we want like two, two then. Teams. Okay. Right. Please email silkpod at gmail Yeah. Exactly. Um, Argentina Agreed. fourth, Clapham Wanderers fifth. Uh, twenty-seven points from eighteen games. Not a bad season in the end. Uh, again, relegated side finding their feet. Uh, in League 5. A good cup run, uh, but to finish fifth, the best of the rest after that top four, not a bad season for Clapham. I think that's all they could have hoped for from the position that they were in with the games that they played for the cup competitions that they were in. I mean, they went out the cups like dominoes at one point. It just went bang, 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 and they all fell down. But, you know, for them to go and stabilise on the back of that, and then, as you say, finish the best of the rest and stick 27 points on the board. I think they would have learned, you know, not to enter all of these competitions as well next year. I think that's definitely hampered their league form. Uh, I think they've said as much uh, on socials. So, yeah, I expect Clapton Wanderers to have a better year next year. But, yeah, from where they've come from to where they finished, I think 27 points in a fifth place, I don't think is to be sniffed at at all. Not at all. Well done. Uh, so, Matthew Project first, finish sixth. Uh, mid-table finishes probably... Uh, as good as they can they can hope for with the defence. Uh, we're scoring lots of goals, but def- but defence not quite there. Um, looking at their defensive record, actually, the third highest conceded goals out of anyone in League yeah. 5 um, were St Matthew's Project. But in terms of goals scored, uh, it looks like they were the third highest goal scorers in the league as well. That equals a mid-table finish for St yeah. Matthew's no, Project. I, I, I agree. And I was also looking at this last night. As Again! Well, and- what do you mean again? We've agreed again. Well, I know, I know, I know. But I'm going to go on and make a slightly different point and say, look at the win, draw and loss column. I mean, if that isn't mid-table form, five yeah. wins, six draws and seven losses. I mean, that is um, that is uh, blindfold getting your darts throwing at the dartboard time. I mean, that's crazy. You're always going to you're always going to finish mid-table if you've got a record like that. Um, very, very inconsistent. And yeah, that that just don't work. That just doesn't work at all. It doesn't. A great team to talk about because we never know what you're going to get. If they're in the predictions, then it's going to be uh, a tough one to call. But um, an entertaining team, nonetheless. Well done, St Matthew's Project first, finishing sixth. Done uh, well Fallon to get ba- a positive nine goal difference out of that, though, I would say. That is one thing I would say. They've done quite well to finish in the positive rather than negative because the, the record is crazy. Yeah, agreed. Again, uh, seventh place, Ballon Badgers. Uh, 18 points from 18, an improved season from them, but I think they would have hoped for more um, for their season. Uh, Sport in London, though, finished strongly and hauled themselves out of the relegation zone. Uh, they finish in eighth on 17 points. Uh, London Northcote and Mitcham Strollers, the relegated teams from League Five with 13 points. Both teams, the goal difference of Mitcham Strollers, uh, minus 67 goals. 
uh, you're not going to stay up if you're conceding best part of four goals a game, are you? No, you're not. But I think, you know, new obviously into the league, I think they'd have learned a lot about this season. And, and from what I've got from them, irrespective of what's gone on in the field, they still don't regret their move. They're very happy with what they are. They're very happy in terms of the support that they get and the infrastructure and the governance and how well the league is run. So from a league perspective, I know they've gone down on the field, but from an off the field perspective, that that is a good success when we're getting feedback from new teams like that. Fair play. Uh, Who was your pick? Um, uh, Argentina. Uh, uh. Argentina. Yeah, yeah, got that one wrong. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin the surprise anymore. But I'm. I don't get any more of the champions wrong for the rest of the run now. I put so. my hooter away. I can't make that noise anymore. <laughs> Into League Six, and this was um, a whitewash. Really, the South City boys taking League Six by storm. They've taken higher opposition um, by storm as well uh, a little bit of a stroll in the park all but one draw uh, for South City in the league uh, everything else was wins 46 points from 16 games 69 goals 23 conceded um, joint um, lowest conceders with the UBL CFC boys who finished second with 37 points a massive achievement uh, for UBL CFC um, to get so close to a team like South City who are stacked uh, with players from the higher, higher levels of non-league football on a sun, on a Saturday. Uh, Ram finished third, uh, a great season for them on 32 points. LMT finished on 23, very much a top three in this division. In fourth place, LMT finish. Uh, fifth place, Junction League thirds, um, but a cup final and a close cup final against South City. Yeah the highlight of their season, the league season. And finish. and the only team to take points off of South City in the league. I think they'll yeah. consider that as a nice little tick as well. Yeah, I think so. Well done to Junction Elite. Fifth place uh, finish for them. Sixth for AFC Putney, 11 uh, with 15 points from 16 games. Clapham Common with 14 from 16. Rygate Robots, new boys to League Six. They stay up well, on goal difference, but 30 goals better off. Than basement boys, Westminster Wanderers, Fourths, who finish on 11 points like Rygate Robots. But that goal difference, you're never staying up if, if you're trying to fight someone on the same points, are you? No, um, disaster. Um, 60 goals in 16. And yeah, if you actually look at the goals against from uh, Rygate, there are worse teams uh, with goals against and their goal difference is far worse. I think the Rygate perspective, they just you know lost too many games. So the goal difference obviously was insignificant in the end um, in terms of kind of being able to finish higher, but it was really significant in terms of them remaining in the division. So, yeah. Uh, will they be happy with that? Probably not, but I don't think they're too worried about that. They just like a bit of a jolly. They like the social and they just like to come out and enjoy their game of football every week. And that's what's great about the league, Andrews. We've got a number of teams that like to do that. They don't all want to be on YouTube and they don't all want to be playing in Super Leagues. No, uh, a genuinely honest league. Uh, but yeah, a top, a very much top three uh, in League Six. Uh, but it will be entertaining to see what happens. It'll be good to see what happens in League Six next season, obviously. Uh, promoted teams to come through into this division to add further strength in depth. Hopefully the likes of Ram uh, and, and uh, LMT uh, can get some uh, a bit more momentum uh, and uh, good results going next season. They should be uh, 
looking to so spoiler spoiler alert for that division is there are no promoted teams from League Seven going into League Six. Okay. And there's two new teams that are going to go in, as well as the two relegated teams from League Five. Just I, I might start chucking one or two of these little spoilers in because I know <laughs> and no one else does. So. So that's exciting then. So we don't know much about League Six next season. So uh, Ram, I do. Is, you will yeah, next I know week. You do. <laughs> so can I just give you because because I've done and I've been I need to be consistent on this. You said South City, so yes, I have did. to give you that. Now you can move on. Thank you. Warm your warm your hands again. <laughs> ah! I, I might as well just sit on my bloody hands. <laughs> League Seven looks something like this. Uh, Mundial B win League 7, 51 points from 18 games. They did score 100 goals. In fact, they scored over 100 goals. 102 goals scored, 8 conceded. I mean, that's that's a ridiculous total for, for a season. Off the scale. Off the scale. And they left a lot of the big results until right till the end, didn't they? in terms of smashing teams. I mean, one of them was an an absolutely absurd uh, 15-0. And then you thought, well, they can't do that again. And then it was 19-0. I mean, that's absolutely ridiculous. 34 goals in the last two games without conceding. That is unbelievable, Jeff. Unbelievable. Any other year, Sheen Park Rangers would have won League 7. No two ways about it. 49 points from their 18 games. One draw uh, and one loss. Um the only blemishes on their season, uh, a County Cup win as well. Don't forget the Middlesex Cup uh, in the bag and runners up in the League Seven title race. That's a good uh, debut. SSFL very season. Brilliant. That's brilliant. That's a, brilliant. That's a debut. You know, forget the runner up bit. They're going to get promoted and uh, it'll be a couple of divisions and, you know, the Middlesex County Cup on the cabinet, on the sideboard. They'd never been, I think, to a County Cup final. They've been around a long time as a club. That was unbelievable success. Hopefully they bring the cup along to the AGM and, you know, everybody can enjoy in that moment because, you know, they're representing the Southern Sunday League at the end of the day. So I think from that perspective, I think they've been, um, they've been, they've been phenomenal. They've been superb additions to the league. So no complaints from me on that at all. Agreed. Uh, great Again. season for Sheen Park and uh, Mundial B. Uh, two teams who could feature in the team of the season discussion that we're going to have shortly. Uh, Rosendale finished third. Uh, often uh, the third place teams or the bridesmaids uh, in these types of discussion. This season they finished sec- uh, third with 32 points, some 17 points off the pace, uh, but very much on their own in, in third place. Um, the best of the rest by some way. Uh, Ride Roos in their debut season in the Southern Sunday finished fourth. 24 points from 18 games after their crap start to the season, I'm going to say it. Um, They've turned that around brilliantly. To finish fourth is a brilliant season. Hopefully they can continue that next year. Excellent. Absolutely excellent season for them. The less said about that, the better. Uh, well, Syndicate, I mean, the sy- thing is, is, you know, you, you don't want to get a scram, you don't want to scramble the opinion <laughs> about it, Andrew, you know. I'm not joining in. I'm not joining in. Uh, in fifth place, Syndicate. With 23 points from 18 games. Well done, boys. Uh, Barnstorm has finished sixth with 21 in 18. Uh, Olympique Mayonnaise uh, saw off relegation in the end. They looked troubled uh, for, for long periods of time in the season, uh, but they finished in seventh place with 17 from 17. Not good enough for them. They'll, they'll say the same. Uh, actually conceded quite a few goals. 72 in 17 uh, goals. Games, sorry. But scored 31 which is 
amongst the best in the bottom half of the table. Uh, Southwest Athletic uh, finished eighth with 16 points from 18. Sporting South finished ninth with 13 points and relegated just by one point uh, were ACT Arantes, um, who I believe are just, they're not playing next season anyway. Graham, they are, are now not? playing. They are oh, playing they are. next season. They, they, they are news. playing next season. So um, that is good news if they can salvage something out of that um, wreckage. I was just thinking, actually, I know we're recording at tea time. Have you got uh, omelette for dinner tonight? <laughs> no more egg. No more egg-related jokes. Thank you very much. Okay, um, and your pick? Yeah, I'm on DLB, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> very, I've very set good. myself up here, haven't I? You have. Uh, let's get into League 8. Uh, and the winners... Uh, they've turned, they were promoted team last season, uh, second place to Deportivo last year. Well, it's uh, roles reversed for the two teams in League 8 this year. Vauxhall Virgins winning League 8 by some six points over the Cows. Uh, 41 points from 16 games, 68 goals, a plus 49 goal difference. Far superior to anyone else in League 8. Um, and 19 goals conceded, uh, showing uh, what a tight defence uh, the Virgins had to get them over to get themselves over the line. Uh, Deportivo finished second uh, with 35 points from their 16 games, uh, some eight points above AFC Old Town, who finished third. Um, a wobble at the beginning of the season. Uh, aside, they may have had enough uh, to to trouble uh, Deportivo. They did finish the the season well, um, and maybe beginning to shake off that cup team tag. Uh, but not we're not quite ready to do that yet, Graham. I don't think. No, I don't think we are. Um, but you know, I did say that they bought in some they bought in some players towards the end of the season when the uh, transfer window closed, and they wanted to embed them players and and integrate them ready for next season. And you know, results are already looking positive as a result of that. So I think they've got to get off to a good start, um, and I think they've got to try and get some consistency there. I mean, twenty nine scored, twenty nine conceded, and a zero goal difference. Again, that's not going to be that's not going to be conducive if you want to be a team that's going to be considered for um for promotion um just to say on the Vauxhall Virgins and Deportivo kind of first and second that little rivalry is um very competitive very healthy yeah. obviously yeah. that's going through the divisions they've both had brilliant last two years and what I love about both teams is they're both both very they're both very humble they're very unassuming you know they celebrate their victories and you know they're very respectful on what they put on social media and they don't try and make out that they're something that they're not and they're just thoroughly enjoying their football and they're very respectful the way that they conduct their business and more of that please i think that's i think that's quite classy from both of them i think that they're always they're always good both of them so yeah looking forward to seeing how they're going to get on in their, their new division next year as well agreed uh fourth place bellman clapham albion equal points to old town but the goal difference just worse than their uh, third place rivals. So Ballam and Clapham Albion finished fourth. Dara Reserves finished fifth. Mid-table finish for them. Uh, St. Matthew's Project B, uh, they finished sixth, much, very much mirroring um, the swashbuckling style of the first team with 61 scored, but 50 conceded in 16 games. What a crazy Positive club. though, positive goal difference Brilliant. though. At least Brilliant. they're in the positive. Brilliant. Um, Junction Elite fourths finished 16th. Um, finished um, seventh, sorry, after 16 games with 16 points, 16, the magic number for them. East Putney finishing eighth. Um, a good start to the season for them. 
Uh, but obviously the Saturday nights have caught up with them, Graham, because they finished uh, in eighth place with 15 points from 16 games. I think they won their first five games or something ridiculous like that. Well, we were talking about them at one point. I'd, I'd set them a challenge, didn't I? And that was, you know, you've got some good results on the ball. What are you going to do with this? You're on the cusp if you maintain your consistent form. You know, you're, you're there or thereabouts possibly for mounting a promotion charge. Well, that all went wrong, didn't it? Big time. Um, the bottom team, it all went wrong for the for the poor boys at um, uh, Peckham Cosmos. Despite giving it their best shot, um, they didn't manage to get any points on the board this season and actually ended up finishing uh, with a minus 54 goal difference. No wins, no draws and all losses, Graham. Bit like the UK at the Eurovision Song Contest, nil poir. <laughs> very nil, very much nil poir. Uh, let's have my prediction for this one was uh, Vauxhall Virgins and I predicted them to win. That's another win for me. What a brilliant, brilliant um, season I am having. Graham. I think we found a new league secretary here. I think <laughs> a new constitution, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, into League 8, uh, League 9 even. And oh, I, I have to ridiculous division. I have to say it was probably my favourite division uh, to talk about, other than League 10, obviously, the best division in the Southern Sunday. Uh, League 9 has proven to be the most twists, the most turns, uh, and we do have a winner, a confirmed most shops, winner. The most unpredictable, the most balmy, the most crazy results, the most comebacks, you know, the most teams imploding and ruining it for themselves. I mean... It had a little bit of everything, this. Absolutely. Eventual winners were Bruce Battersea. I went with Bruce Battersea right at the beginning of the season and I stuck with them when I had the opportunity to twist. Uh, so I was right again with my League Nine predictions. They only, not only, you won the, the, won the, the championship. That's all that matters. You won the title. But it was goal difference in the end. Five goals better off than second place Venetia Dons who came out of nowhere. Um, after some disappointing cup performances for the Dons, they they rolled up their sleeves and they got the job done in the league and ended up finishing second um, um, with 41 points themselves from 18 games, uh, 45 goals scored um, and Battersea 61 scored. I know there was uh, a big difference on the on the conceded front. Venezia Dons far more uh, tight at the back Um but 45 goals, yeah, they'll be wishing they stuck a few more goals in the onion bag and they may have um, they may have been talking about championships themselves. Very fine margins uh, for the Dons. Eight straight wins, though, Andrew. Eight straight wins and a draw from the second half of the season is quite unbelievable. And there's always one team in one of the divisions somewhere that's always going to be that team where you're just keeping a little bit of an eye on them. And, and we thought that it might be SW Lions who came close Yep. But it was Don's ultimately with the eight wins and actually Don's beating SW Lions obviously then got them over the line. So again, we talk about results against the teams in and around you. The Don's done the business. The Don's, the Don's, the, the Don's done it. Uh, definitely. Third Who place. Who done it? Who done it? <laughs> well, they done it. The SW Lions finished third, 39 points. Two points only off the pace. Uh, in third place, what an end to the season for SW Lions and Venezia Dons. Uh, sadly, the opposite can be said for Old Ruts. They, their form fell off the face of a cliff. 
disappointing cup final defeat and then capitulation in the league. It was league. in their hands. It was in their we, hands. We looked at the fixtures, didn't we? We did a breakdown with all the fixtures of all the teams. It's like, yeah, we want old Rutz's fixtures over anybody's. Yeah, And then look what happened. They didn't do it. They finished fourth. Uh, still only three points off the pace. Uh, that loss uh, to Dynamo London. Um, the Catalyst, they handed the rest of their games. I think games. you're looking at Brick Sustain instead oh, of... Um, thing of me, Bob. I am. I am. Um, uh, old Rutz, yeah, there you go. That loss to Old Freemans at the end of the season, ultimately uh, costing them their promotion. They, that If they won against Old Freemans, their goal difference, you'd say, would have been better would have been better off because they wouldn't have had the minus two so ultimately that defeat is the one that cost them against yeah old Freemans. you couldn't and they'd scored them. they'd scored other than um Borussia, they'd scored the second most goals they scored 58 in that division so yeah the 58 i think was the positive out of all of the teams there the 36 conceded that's what cost them in the end too yeah. many goals conceded rick sustain ending their season early uh they finish in fifth uh they were they'll be missing from the Constitution next season. Kudos seconds finished sixth with 24 points from 18 Not games. Bad. Not bad. Not bad. Tyne and Thames, uh, despite early hopes uh, that they were going to be in the mix, didn't really manage that. Another new team, uh, though, holding their own in League Nine. 23 points from 18. That's well safe. That's not well bad. safe. Yeah, well safe of the relegation zone. Uh, Junction League fifths being pushed up a division last season because of new boys. Um, Junction Elite under 23s entering League not uh, League 10. Junction Elite managing to stay in League 9 is a massive achievement for them, Graham, because they have been the whipping boys in League 10 in previous seasons. So to keep to stand to, to so stand on their own two feet uh, and stay up in League 9 is a massive achievement. Yeah, and no, I think they've done well, actually. Um, four wins out of the 18 as well. That's not bad. Um, they might have, out of the 14 losses, they might have wanted a nick and odd point here and there. But um, yeah, they've survived comfortably by five points, which is what, um, two games, isn't it? So yeah, I think they'll be happy to consolidate. And you know, they know the teams in that division and there'll be a fair few of them going to be remaining around. So they'll go again next year. Uh, the two relegated teams from League Nine will be um, oh, well, uh, will they both be relegated, Graham? If we're if we're staying executions for from leagues where teams are folded in the season, will that happen in League Nine? That's no, that's... they're both they're on the current constitution, on the current draft, and with the form that they've had, with the goals that they've conceded, uh, I think it'd be inappropriate to give them a reprieve. So, um, they're probably well, according to my constitution, they'll be playing Silk Crossroots League Ten football next season. Yeah, we have responsive the division. So welcome to the best division in the Southern Sunday for 23-24. Larkhall City and Old Freemans. Every cloud has a silver lining. Uh, but yeah, my pick for League Nine, Borussia Battersea. <laughs> he is clapping. You can't hear it on the recording, but uh, he is clapping. I think there's a filter on Zoom that stops uh, sharp noises from being recorded. I think there's some kind of thing. Uh, Good. Not to spoil the... Uh, to spoil Good. the illusion in the best division in the Southern Sunday, the Selk grassroots league 10 and our last table um, to review before we move on to the team of the season chat. Uh, and first in the best division, Broomwood FC, uh, they win the division by 40 with 44 points from their 18 games, 80 goals scored 30 conceded plus 50. Um, 21 goals in their goal difference better than anyone else in League 10 second 
were Exonians. Impressive uh, and put a lot of commitment and a lot of effort into their season. Um, lots of uh, interaction with the podcast as well. Thank you so much, Exonians, for doing that. Um, 44 points they uh, win this season. Just and they were still defeat. going out on bloody social media, putting complicated and difficult words in. They just couldn't help it, could they? No, they're, they're trying well, to trick us. I had to get my dictionary out at one point. It's just like, hang on a minute, they're at it again. I thought I'd, we'd shrug that off and we were, on our, we were on our dictionary holiday, but they weren't willing to be uh, to be kind and let us off no. the hook early, were they? I mean, no. come on, boys, come on. They wanted to go out of a bang. 44 points, 43 points from 18 games, one defeat. Uh, those four draws, the costly bits for Exonians, but it's been a good season for them nonetheless. Their debut season in League 10 ends in promotion. Well done, chaps. Good Third season place. for both. And that, that was an exciting race, wasn't it? I mean, it literally very, very went good. down to the last game. That was exciting. That was. I, I enjoyed the way that that panned out because I think at one point it was on the flip of a coin. We genuinely, genuinely didn't know who was going to come out on top with those two teams. But ultimately, obviously, the difference, I know you touched on the four draws, but ultimately the difference was the broom with the 3-1 at the end of March, wasn't it? That that was the difference. And we did kind of think whoever got that result on the board, you know, would probably go on and win it. And that's that's essentially how it turned uh, turned out. And I think Broomwood got great confidence from that game. And actually, shout out to them for the couple of the um, cup sets that they did as well. Um, certainly in the Marcus Lipton, you know, the ones with Warriors um, game came to mind. The Brixton yep. Town game yep. came to mind. And in the end, they lost to the eventual winners, 5-1 to Swag. So I think they've got to be very proud of their Marcus Lipton Cup campaign as well, Andrew. 100% as a League 10 team uh, to get any change from, from teams above um, in other divisions. Um, yeah, well done, Broomwood. So not just the, the uh, league win, uh, but a decent cut run as well. Will they feature in the team of the season chat? We'll get to that in a minute. Exonian's a good season. Wanderers, my original pick for League 10, finished third. Um, I did twist, though. I did pick Broomwood ground. I'm going to... I'm gonna... <laughs> I'm going to spoiler uh, alert now, just to to say, um, out of the twelve divisions, I only got two wrong. I'm only giving you half a point for that division because you did twist, so you're going to get half a point for me. What? No, you can't do that. I twisted on most of them, I think. Uh, Wanderers third, Clapham International Football. Clapham finished fourth with a good season for them. Twenty eight points from eighteen games. Uh, Renegades twenty five from eighteen. Uh, well done, boys. Old Suttonians, London Dynamo, a standout team from League 10. Don't forget winning winning the Dylan Rigobert trophy um, against higher placed opposition. Um, a massive season for London Dynamo. Um, whatever happened, whatever else happened in the league, uh, winning that cup in a, it, against a higher division team. Uh, that's the highlight. Well done, lads. Yeah. Um, most brilliant season, you can only say. Yeah, I mean, they got a little bit fortunate, I would say, in terms of that they played uh, Old Ruts at just the right time, I think, yeah. for them. Yeah. But for the fact of what they did to Brixistain in the semi-final, I think, you know, and to beat then Old Ruts in the final, there's no way, with the quality of those two teams, there's no way you can say that they didn't deserve it. And what I thought was fascinating about that final, Andrew, was just how on top Old Ruts were and how quickly it changed at the start of the second half. And they got the two goals, Dynamo, very, very quickly. It knocked the stuffing out of uh, of Old Ruts. And, and, and Dynamo, in the end, you know, they were very comfortable in that second half. And, 
you know, looking at a team that, from League 10 to go and win that trophy, I think gives hope to, to everybody. And when you look at the results in all of the cup competitions, everyone's got hope. Everyone's got a chance in all of the cup competitions. They're never a foregone conclusion. I think that's that's very clear. So, yeah, if you think you've got a hard draw next year, embrace it. It's, look at it as a free hit. Go out there. And that's what Dynamo did in the final. No fear. And they got the result. So, yeah, seventh in League 10 and the cup on the sideboard. Brilliant season. Far more, uh, far more a better result for me in the semi-final. Not just um, Brixistain were in good form, uh, but they retired. It was such a devastating loss that they retired Brixistain. Obviously, that's from a, a completely independent podcast host with nothing to do with the league whatsoever. But a devastating uh, semi-final win for Dino in London, ending Brixistain's season. They didn't fancy it after that. No beyond disappointing I think is how I would describe that situation but uh, mm. nonetheless as you say they're not in the constitution next year and we move on a back a win backed up against uh, old ruts as well though proving their pedigree 100% uh, London um, probably should look to do better next season in League 10 knowing that they've got that level of performance in them uh, the bottom three uh, in League 10 obviously no relegations from the strongest division in league in the southern strongest Sunday. division or the best division, the strongest and the best, strongest, <laughs> the strongest because it holds everyone else up. The oh. best because it's the silk grassroots league 10 junction elite under 23s finish eighth with 19 from 18 games. South London Pekin have 19 from 18 games uh, and the basement boys in league 10, the silk grassroots league 10. We will be back next season. That's already been arranged. The 23-24 season uh, in League 10 will be called the Silk Grassroots League 10 again. Thank you very much for the league uh, for giving us that opportunity uh, once more. Uh, sport, uh, Rosendale Sports Reserves finish in, temp, uh, in 10th place with 11 points from 18 games. That is the table review. Let's have a quick look through the top 10 goal scorers for the entire league and don't forget this is only reflective of what your gaffers or what your club secretaries have entered into um fa full-time at the time of recording. so trisha has been on this i have to say she's been massively on the club's case in the last week about chasing stats and whatever so i think this is about as up to date as probably we're going to get it so um hit it okay so top goal scorer in uh, the southern sunday as per stats on uh, FA full-time at the time of recording on May the 31st. Uh, Ross Cheatham has 44 goals in 19 <laughs> games, uh, added together with 20 assists logged, uh, a 64 goals involvement in 19 appearances. That doesn't include County Cups, obviously, on this part um, of full-time. Uh, Ross is um, not the top man in the league overall goals goes to Nathan Onre Wells. Let's just click that button and, and uh, redo the order. Top goal scorer is Nathan Onre Wells at Vauxhall versions with 46 goals in 18 games. Ross has 44 in 19. I don't know what the difference between overall and goals is. Someone will have no. to tell me that. No, um, I, I'm, I'm a bit miffed as well because technically the, Oh, yeah. You can see there the breakdown is 46. It's just that six of them have been penalties. Oh, is that what it is? So you can see there that um, it says Ross has got 44, essentially 44 goals overall. 
yeah. and the 44 were normal goals. Uh, okay. Nathan has got 46 goals overall, but out of the 46, six of them were penalties. That's the difference. There you go. Okay. Oliver Kent is third in uh, the scoring charts with 36 in 22. Uh, pretty impressive still. Uh, Leon Burnett, Leon Burnett, sorry, has 34 in 22 for Sheen Park Rangers. Uh, Oliver Kent playing for Mundial B. Um, obviously, Taylor Hogan has 32 in 23 for St. Andrews. Andre Cruz Rosa of South City has 30 goals in 25 games. All of these players so far scoring more goals than games played. Um, and all scoring more than AFC Ballum in the league. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Baden uh, of Darwin. You like that one, didn't you? I did. Has 28 goals in 17 games. Uh, Akin and Alatun, Aladitun has um, 26 in 19 for Dara Firsts. Uh, Matt Kafai for Sheen Park Rangers, 25 in 23. Uh, the first team there to have two players in the top 10. Uh, but Lewis Davis makes it a South City and Sheen Park double for top 10 strikers. 24 goals in 26 games for Lewis Davies makes up the top 10. No Prem Division uh, players or Championship or League One players in uh, the top goal scorers of the league, all from Division 2 down, showing that the strength and depth in the league and the scary um, skills that are going to come into a division near you uh, sooner rather than later really is something to look forward to going forward in 23, 24 and beyond. That's my um, Buzz Lightyear impression over. Graham, let's get on to our team of the season chat. And like like our other podcast released yesterday for the Alpington and Bromley, I think we've agreed that there's a definite three for us, but we need to argue out. And we've been agreeing with each other for uh, the whole of the podcast. I so think far. we'll get to, I think we'll get to a consensus, I think, but I'll I'll play that role that I always do. I'll play devil's advocate. Okay. Team one. Um what we're we're gonna focus, I think, on winners. I think you're gonna have to le- win a league um to be in the chat. If you've won a county cup, you're gonna be involved in the chat too. Uh Celeste have won both of those, Graham. Mm-hmm. Um, the London Cup and League One, uh, getting to cup finals along the way, um, as well. Um, I think we'd be foolish to leave them out of the chat this year. What do you think? Um, yeah, no, I think, um, I think you're right. Um, for them to go and win leagues back to back, um, they've done really well. We obviously touched on earlier on in the show around what lengths they've also gone in terms of being able to actually complete them fixtures. I think there's very few teams, you know, around, not just in the SSFL, but elsewhere that would have gone to the lengths and achieved what they achieved because it just didn't look at any point. You know, they run like five or six games played. They were 12 maybe maybe like three months of fixtures behind at one point and it just didn't look possible and for them to have the high of the county cup win and then to have the low of the ken bailey cup loss and then still to regroup go again play midweek get the county cup on the board and then go and add the league trophy to it i think they've done marvelous really they've done marvelous um so, yeah, I, I think 100% they have to be in the conversation. I think, uh, yeah, London, obviously, London Junior Cup win against Kensington Town. No mugs at all. We know about yeah. 
no. um, in the past. Not a lot of teams would have beaten them, Andrew, to be honest. No. And they were given a real good run by the likes of Kudos and South London and Wimbledon Wolves um, and London Hibs in that division. And they didn't have it all their own way. And I think a lot of people expected them to just go up and, you know, they were just going to walk through the division. And in the end, it didn't work out like that. They had to put a lot of effort and hard work. Um, and they really had to dig deep to get the success that they have. So uh, for me, they have to be in the top four a part of the conversation have to be have to be and will they add the coveted uh, awards fc team of the season plaque to the uh, trophy cabinet i know this is the one that they they really want graham other than the marcus lipton cup of course <laughs> well that they've got next season to play for that uh, south city i think is another team graham that we both um agree on maybe maybe the only underachievement for the boys is the County Cup performances. Um, but still within uh, the Southern Sunday, they have basically played every single game that they possibly could uh, this season. Uh, reaching Marcus Lipton Cup finals, uh, winning Cup, winning divisional section Cup finals, um, winning League Six at a canter, you have to say. But some of the wins along the way in the Marcus Lipton Cup, bash it up. Good teams uh, from the Prem Division, uh, seeing off Sellhurst as well. Um, you can't leave the South City boys out of the conversation. If you're going to put the likes of Sellhurst in, then South City deserve a shout as well. I think they've had a phenomenal season. And if you think as well, they beat Westminster Wanderers in the Marcus Lipton 6-0. They beat South West Rangers, the Premier Division champions, 3-0 in the quarterfinal, and I saw that I saw that game, and they beat in Sellhurst. To beat those teams and to get that to that final go on the run that they did was, um, and I said it to them, you know, when I had the mic at, uh, on the night at, at Sutton United, it's just a phenomenal achievement. And actually, I can't remember the last time, if it's been done, a team ever doing a treble. Certainly, I can't remember it in, in my time. And there's a reason why nobody's done it. That's because it's bloody difficult to do. Yeah. And for a League Six team, to you know, win the Graham Robber Shield and obviously to win the division in the manner that they have, phenomenal achievement. To even get to the Marcus Lipton Cup final with the draw that they had, I think was a phenomenal achievement. They just ran into a very determined, very experienced, quality swag team on the night who... I think unless Swag had won that before or had that experience or or had been in, in and around those type games before, yep. if they'd have played a less experienced side in the final, then I think they might have had a potentially different outcome. But but experience counts for a lot in football. It was small margins. It was a close game. You know, it could have gone the other way. It didn't. But as you say, they qualified in the league domestically to play every single game that they could have done. And for them to do that from League Six... I just think is an absolutely phenomenal achievement. It's an absolute no-brainer to put South City alongside Celeste in this shortlist. No-brainer. Agreed. And these are these are the three teams that I just think they automatically go on. Last year's winner of um, team of the season, St Andrews. Next up in our agreed list, uh, winners of League Two uh, with games to spare. Didn't have to play all of their games to do it. Um, Marcus Lipton no not Marcus Lipton semi-finalists should I say uh, Ken Bailey Cup winners um, they were Marcus Lipton Cup finalists they beat, got to the final Wimbledon Wolves beat them didn't they if you remember oh, 
yeah, last year they got to the final of that as well. That obviously part of their um, league tent. They smashed their division last season. To be fair, far uh, too and, easy, and rightly elevated up into much higher um, divisions this season. But St Andrews have carried on um, their good run of form, um, and I think that's why they have to be included uh, as league and cup uh, double winners in this uh, first three. There was no discussion needed for this for these teams, were there? No, I agree. And I think if you look at the teams that were also in the Ken Bailey from their division, you like likes of Buble, the likes of Harbert, Real, Don Donald and Hampton, you know, they're all really good teams in their own right. When you then add, then add in the whole of League One, Sellers County Cup winners, Kudos, obviously runners up in that division, London Hibs, who have been brilliant all season, South London, who have been really competitive and had a really good season, Wimbledon Wolves as well. You throw all those in and for them to have played Sellers in the final and to have got over that hurdle and dominate Sellers the way that they did, particularly in the second half, was so, so impressive. And in terms of the cup finals that I watched this year, Andrew, all eight of them, you know, that's about as dominant, really, as I've seen one team be potentially over another. They had a stranglehold over Sellhurst and Sellhurst to the first to put their hands up and they're first to uh, to admit that and concede that. And they've, they've given all the plaudits to, to St Andrews and quite rightly so. Mm. On top then of a, 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 an absolutely phenomenal division where they've won the division with three games to spare that they didn't play with no defeats. Again, it's a no-brainer of a thing for them to go onto the shortlist as well. So League Two winners, Ken Bailey Cup winners, um, and Marcus Lipton Cup semi-finalists. Obviously, they were they were beaten by a very solid swag team who, who obviously then went on to go and win it. Like South City, they qualified for every game they could have played in bar one, which was the Marcus Lipton Cup final. So if South City are in the conversation, then it's a no-brainer for St Andrews to be in that conversation as well. Absolutely agree. Uh, hundred, uh, sorry, ninety-nine goals scored by St Andrews in all competitions, um, in all seven Sunday uh, competitions this season. St uh, South City one hundred and six, uh, and Sellhurst eighty. Uh, that's the that's the level of goals you're talking about throughout these teams. Now comes the tough bit, because between the two of us, we've got three candidates for um, our fourth spot. On the um, on the poll, um, two winners uh, and one of these teams has a county cup to their name and a runners up in the league. Um, but I think we wanted to debate our cases um, live on the podcast. Monday, LB, Surrey Park Rangers, and Swag were the three teams that we wanted that I wanted to discuss entry onto this year's team of the season Paul and I know that Surrey Park Rangers is a little bit Sheen Sheen Park Surrey Park is another team from somewhere else sorry uh, Sheen Park Rangers Sheen Park Rangers the Middlesex County Cup on the mantelpiece um, Mundial B with League 7 and a League Cup on, on board, haven't they? Did they beat Sheen Park Rangers in a cup they final? They did in the Brian Howard President's Cup final. They did indeed. League and cup double. Is that going to tip the scale? Uh, Swag, though, winning the best cup, the best league cup in Sunday league football this season, the Marcus Lipton Cup, and finishing runners-up in the top division of the uh, Southern Sunday. 
There's a there's a massive case for each club. Mundial B, League and Cup double winners. I want them to be the fourth team. But you did mention the other two teams as well. How do we reasonably uh, leave two, two of those teams out without upsetting anyone? Well, I'll, I'll have a go. I'll have a go and say that. Uh, well, I always have a go. I'll always have a go and say that. But all three teams that had have had phenomenal seasons in their own right. Um, let's start with let's start with Swag. Um, whoever was going to win that Marcus Lipton Cup final and come through the teams that they've come through, I think was always going to be up there or thereabouts for me in terms of getting a shout. Bearing in mind the cup sets, the unpredictabilities, just the nature of the competition, not only this year, but last year, to get that consistency and for seven games, for seven games to go on a run, uh, maintain that form and to navigate your way through what has been a nightmare of a, of a draw and then for them to beat the teams who they beat in the semi-final and the final, um, I think was always going to be up there or thereabouts. From a Sheen Park perspective, new team into the league. Um, brilliant debut season. Um, been around a long time as a club. Um, really enjoyed their debut season in the Southern Sunday League. With the experience and for how long they've been around, They've never been to a County Cup final before, and we've certainly never had a team that's been affiliated to Middlesex that's ever been anywhere near going to a County Cup final before. So for them to have got that on the sideboard and for them to have represented the league in the way that they did and get a second-place promotion in their first season as well, I think is an unbelievable achievement. So, you know, congratulations to those both both of those teams. And then obviously you then come to, to, to Mondial and... I think the one thing that you would say about them, again, you know, really smashed the league, certainly in the last two games, they were emphatic. Beat, um, obviously, Sheen Park Rangers, lost to Sheen Park Rangers, and then, you know, kind of beat them in in the cup final. They just had the slight advantage, I think. Sheen Park obviously did themselves no favour with the draw against Egg Fried Roos, um, which obviously meant the difference in terms of the two points. Mm. But for breaking the 100 barrier and only eight conceded and to win the Brian Howard President's Cup and to have won the league and to have finished third highest scorers in the league. Admirable mentions to both Swag and Sheen Park, who've had brilliant seasons, but Mondial B, I think, on the basis of the two cups, the one loss in the league, the 102 goals, the only eight, eight conceded is phenomenal. I think that's the least out of every team in all of the divisions. Mm. And actually defending is part of the game. And I think that's important that we uh, give a shout out um, for teams uh, in terms of their defensive work. 51 points on the board. I think Mondial B clinch the fourth spot, but fantastic seasons by the other two. And actually, I also want to give a shout out to the likes of Broomwood on their debut season, winning League 10, you know, Vauxhall Virgins and the Cows back-to-back kind of promotions. And they've got a championship each in the last couple of divisions. Junction Elite Elite and Carpet coming into the championship, going up to the Premier. Special mentions for all of those teams as well. But Kudos uh, as well. I mean, most improved team has to go to them. Good shout. They were, what, fifth in League One last year. Got an extra five wins. um, And that's propelled them to second place as well. So, yeah, I I think, to be honest, I don't think there can be too many complaints if we say that it's... um, Mondial, Selhurst, um, South uh, St Andrews, and South City. I think have got to be the got to be the four. But the others, you know, you done well to get into the conversation, and you certainly 
run us run us close and caused us a debate for sure. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, just to add more context, I know this isn't going to soften the blow for the Sheen Park Rangers boys. 135 goals scored overall for Sheen Park Rangers this season. Absolute monsters. And any other any other season they win uh, at Canter, they've come up against uh, the awesome uh, Mundial B this season. Though Graham, that is our four. Celeste, South City, St Andrews and Mundi LB. All of the polls will go out um, on Friday. Uh, that's when our last podcast will be released. Um, so Friday night, all of the, the polls will go out as a four. And then the top two from each of the polls will go through to a final poll. Uh, so that then that top two goes on to battle it uh, out for the overall winner. That's how we're going to do it, just to drag out the engagement with our followers for another week so we'll do um, a week of um, the top four and then a week of the two and then the winners uh, will be contacted uh, and we'll get in touch uh, with the um, suppliers for our awards for the team of the season uh, awards fc uh, and we'll get your addresses and we'll get that all sent over to you with your personalized um, team of the season 22 23 plaque kindly supply, supply, supplied by Awards FC. Graham, it's the end of the bloody season. We've only gone and done it. <laughs> I feel a bit emotional if I'm really honest. <laughs> well, um, it's, the first, it's the first full season from start to finish with the Southern Sunday. So many friendships um, and um, so, much, so much respect uh, earned by so many people that you meet uh, along the way. None, none more so. Uh, then you, yourself obviously we get to talk every week and and text and and all that stuff uh, but so many people involved with the league uh, Mark and I know you think very highly of Mark and, and Trisha especially uh, around the league but some real good people Bela, Francis uh, all the boys that have ever contacted me uh, Jolliffe from uh, Albion and, and lots of other people Callum obviously you think uh, of Exonians one, and their match reports from Sheen Park Rangers is, all that stuff yeah it's been brilliant We've had a really, really good season. It's lovely to be unblocked by the South London boys. Yeah. Um, all that stuff. It's been a great season. Uh, so chuffed, again, that the Southern Sunday is part of our team. Um, I hope that it will continue uh, into 23-24. We're only planning um, a season ahead um, at the moment. We're not making any outlandish promises about self grassroots podcast. But next season, there will be... At the, sun, at the Sunday League show. It won't quite look the way it looks now, not through any fault of this um, league. Other leagues won't be part of our... Yeah, um, it's a shame that people have spoilt it, Andrew. They spoil it for themselves because one idiot has spoiled it for an entire league. That really does actually need the help uh, for to keep it sort of ticking over. Agreed. Um, but, Graham, that's not the Southern Sunday. A brilliant league full of brilliant people. Thank you very much for all your hard work uh, this season. I'm going to arrange a drink uh, with Bela uh, and yourself, hopefully, and Francis and Mark yeah, yeah, over yeah. the summer. Absolutely. Uh, location, probably uh, the Moo Cantina. They might throw us a few cocktails in free if we mention the <laughs> <laughs> But we'll try and sort something out over the summer, mate. Take care. Enjoy not having to do 10-hour days on the league, although I don't think that happens for you, does it? <laughs> that doesn't happen no um 
oh, my goodness me, yeah. Where do you, how do I follow on from that? I, you know, it's been, it's hard work. I have to say it's hard work and it's dedication to do this. Everyone thinks that you can just come on here and spout a load of nonsense. And I know that we do every week. Um, sorry about that. Uh, but <laughs> I, I think, I think what's been fantastic, I think for us is um, it's shone a light on what we've done. I think we've been given the credit where previously, you know, we wouldn't have got that credit. And it's something that we say, and we've interviewed 10 new teams already, Andrew, for next season. And it's something to say, you know, have a look at our social media. We're really, really engaging. And have you heard of this podcast? And they go, you know, what podcast is that? Go and have a listen to kind of one of the shows. You know, we get a couple of hours and, you know, we get shout outs and the teams get mentioned and the players get mentioned. And, you know, it's a really tight knit close kind of group and and actually everybody gets a shout out and you know that's the beauty of this at the moment is you know if we accept you into the league you know you're going to get your shout out in whatever division that you're going to be in and it doesn't matter if you're in the premier or or you're in league seven or you're in silk grass roots league 10 everybody is given an equal um fair share and i think you know it is difficult for me at times, you know, obviously being the chair and the league secretary, it is difficult for me to kind of remain impartial, but yep. at no t- no point have I ever dug anybody out or really criticised anybody. No. I've just given my opinion and just called things as I've seen it and done it in the most respectful and fair way that's possible. And it is disappointing. And I do really want to make this point and I don't want to end on a, on a sour, but you know, this is just a little bit of fun and actually it's just a shine, shining light on grassroots and the league and the volunteers of the league and the clubs in the league. Yep. Yep. And genuinely, genuinely, hand on my heart, I don't care who wins. I don't care who wins. Absolutely and not. When teams, you know, use this and stick that on your podcast and you want them to win. You, honestly, guys, it's rubbish. It, it is absolute Absolutely rubbish. rubbish. For me, for me, the most important thing is running a healthy, successful league that we continue to grow and offer the chance of four and a half thousand people to get a game of football in a well-organized, well-disciplined, well-structured football league. Yep. That is my priority. I genuinely, yep. genuinely don't care who wins the eight cup competitions and I genuinely, genuinely don't care who wins the league. I just want a good league that is going to be respected both from inside and outside. And our league motto, Andrew, is we are a league to be part and proud of. And if that's the our motto, that's what we hold ourselves to account by. So all of this other noise about biased and favourites, yeah. it's nonsense. And Absolutely. it's really important that I really, really get that out. Because comments like that, it's Trump politics. It's Trump politics. You say that, someone else picks up on it, and then people start to believe it, and you get a little bit of momentum. I want to shut it down right here and right now. Do not use this podcast as a weapon against anybody, not just our league, all of the leagues. It is a bit of fun. It's shining the light on grassroots football. And Andrew, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for all what you've done with the sponsorship. And, you know, you've got to know the teams and you've been really engaging. And it's really picked up over the last 18, 24 months. And I'd like to think, you know, we're up there now with Westford and and the Orpington and Bromley in terms of the coverage that we've got and the respect that we've got from outside. And we weren't there to start with. We've had to build on it. It's been a slow burner. But my goodness me, look at the season that we've just produced we're up there with the other leagues now we're up there for sure i think so too and just to echo graham's point there isn't some there isn't anyone who contributes to this podcast especially this particular show who hasn't had their participation thrown at them for some strange reason 
No one gives a shit about the results. The predictions are just a bit of fun. All you're doing by giving a contributor some stick is risking that they're going to take their time away and say, I don't need the scrutiny uh, of um, of doing a podcast to, to mix with my uh, league duties or me running my team. You're, it makes it harder. All that will end up happening is that league doesn't get that coverage anymore because I've, I've had private conversations with all the lads that do the, the podcast and I'm not really interested in rebuilding uh, relationships and, and getting that rapport and all that going again. Naturally, that's happened with Graham out of sheer luck. Uh, but Jamie and Gibbs as well, they're, all, they're both naturally likeable guys, as is Graham uh, and Roger on the Quota Municipal. Uh, nothing that's happening on that league is anything to do with Roger. But all that happens is that that coverage just goes. It's as simple as that. And, and the show is reduced. We're not, we're not here to start rebuilding all of that stuff. The league deserves what it gets because the vast majority of you care about the league and Graham no one cares more than Graham about the Southern Sunday so to, for anyone to be dishing out stick uh, and and claiming bias he doesn't even want to put predictions on the show for God's sake so bias is a load of old rubbish but let's end with a with a positive thank you very much Graham the show will be sponsoring um, the podcast will be sponsoring League 10 and you've gifted us the Marcus Lipton title again which is you know, it takes my, it t- you know, it's too much to even contemplate. But thank you so much for that. Uh, Graham, your time always. We're so grateful for it. Enjoy your summer. We'll be back the first Monday in September to review the Constitution and uh, make all of our predictions and all that stuff. We may be back the week before the last, the, the last Monday in August, in fact, just to try and get a week ahead of all of that stuff. And we and we may have already got some games on the board by then. So well, we'll be catching up. We'll definitely be leaving recordings until the week before September because I think we all need a break. It's been a long tough season. Um but we will be leaving it until that last that last Monday I think in August is fair. Um but mate have a good break. If you can get a rest, get a <laughs> <And> rest. Yourself. <laughs> Enjoy yourself mate and I'll speak to you next season. Thank you very much, Andrew. Much appreciated. Have a great summer. You too, mate. So that is it. The end of another show. Thank you to Jamie, Graham, Gibbs and Roger for their help this week. Looking at the Southern Sunday, the OBD SFL, Westfer and the Quarter Municipal. Thank you to our sponsors, the Down to Play app, Match Arc, Magpie Recruitment, Baldwin Sports Youth, Grassroots Football, GRF, Skipper Sportswear, Adrenaline Rush Laser Tag, at NJPGD, and Awards FC. Thank you for listening to the show, and I'll see you next week. Searching for players, searching for clubs. Find players and clubs near you right now on MatchHark. Playing football could never be easier. Download MatchHark on Google Play or visit our website at matchhark.com. Truly a great match, MatchHark. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.